Oh, hello. I'm Stitch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. Welcome back, longtime listeners. Welcome back, Shades. Welcome back, Sketch. This is a biggie. It's a, it's a doozy. You could say the internet has been hashtagging for this for, for months, if not years. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Guys, every time you join us, you join us in a different, sometimes different, sometimes, uh, sometimes, sometimes we, we not so different. We, uh, we, we return to some old favorites, shall you say? Yeah. Uh, with fresh perspective. Uh, but every time you join us, you join us in a different corner of the geeking out multiverse. Uh, Shades, where do we happen to find ourselves this time? Sketch, uh, we are on a nighttime Gotham rooftop. It's kind of abandoned. Yeah, no one's no one's really here protecting the city. Yes, so yes. We've kind of taken it upon ourselves at the moment. Yes. Someone's got to do Someone's it. Someone's got to do it. I'm ready. We started by... I'm geared we up. We were just uh, stopping burglars, just common petty thieves. Yes. And then you, you captured... Lassoed this, this, this. I don't know what a bug bug creature. Demon. Um, we have it pinned to the wall. Yes, and uh, we are going to interrogate it to foot. Wait, do you hear what? Oh, oh, that is that is that is not not since I lived in a Worcester apartment have I seen uh, the innards of bug like. What do these squares mean? Oh, I don't know. Doesn't really matter anymore, guys. If if we're blowing <laughs> up, uh, I guess we'll call that a parademon. Parademon off the top of my head, uh, and disregarding the 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 glowing squares left below, that must mean that this time we are talking about <laughs> Justice League, the, the Snyder Snyder cuts. cuts. Uh, what a journey! What a journey! Oh my goodness, that, uh, sketch that you and I have gone on for this, Whew. and uh, dare I say the world? Dare I say the multiverse? Say it, the multiverse. Um, okay, so w- there's a lot. There's a lot to get into with uh, with is. the Snyder Cup, but before we do, as I always ask Shades, do we have a theme song for this week's episode? Oh, I'm so glad you did, sketch. We do have a theme song. to Thank our you. ltls who uh who who got that tied it together yeah. uh it makes perfect sense i'm, I'm not gonna give it to you right now you got if, if you get it you get it just as they come and if you don't you don't that's okay <clears throat> there's a frog in my throat so guys the uh this is gonna be um dare i say unprecedented can we throw that word around a little bit sure this, this is an unprecedented it's our show we can do whatever we want episode of geeking out because um we kind of already did this movie I'm we did this we did we did we did a movie 
Yes. Right? Not this movie. And, and, and a version. And now there's, yeah, there's a second version of this movie. So the restored version, the, um, the organic untampered with uh fresh squeeze the free range Ooh, free i like version. that this is the free range fresh squeeze <laughs> Snyder cut. um so yeah so the format of this episode is going to be a little different to reflect that this is a this is a very different uh different experience episode yeah geeking out um so i mean i guess we'll just start right here part one i don't think so WB. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. What a different format already. I know, right? We have parts. This is an untraditional episode of the podcast. Some sketch. might say unprecedented. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. So hashtag Snyder Cut. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Release the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, started trending almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, upon theatrical release of Justice League, uh, which you and I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, longtime listeners, that episode dropped last week, Hope uh, re-released that last week, uh, today, as of recording. As of recording. Uh, hopefully you get to go back and listen to that. And uh, the sketch and I said very... Positive things. Very positive things. We were geeking about... out. And I stand by I also, what I, I said. I also stand by most of what i said and i think in order to understand what we said in that episode you have to understand what the official the official word on the street the the company line of the justice league that we got was mm-hmm. yeah so 2017 oh simpler time oh i really the bygone era of unity and enjoyment when there was but one justice league and nothing to squabble over. Um, The official line was that Zach and Deborah Snyder had stepped away from justice league amidst the family tragedy of their daughter, autumn. And that Zach Snyder had handpicked Joss Whedon to finish. Finish it up. Finish it mm-hmm. up that that the movie was not finished. They still had lots to film. You know, just a broken man who couldn't get it done and, and had handed off the production to Joss Whedon, who who would come in and finish yeah. it. Yeah. And and, you know, a beleaguered production that kind of went on and they had lost Henry Cavill and they, to um, Mission Impossible. Oh, must, mustache gate. Mustache. Yep. Mustache gate. Uh, who who was you know graciously loaned back to WB to finish it, but he couldn't shave the stash, so we had to do the best we could do with that. We had Sad Fleck in this time. Sad Fleck at this time, um, uh, uh, disillusioned with with his run as Batman as his personal life fell apart. Um, uh, yeah, That's a simpler and, time, and we. Yeah, and you know, as a fan of DC Comics, I was happy to at least get the movie. Oh yeah, same here. Then I and I think I think we we did a a, a good job of defense. Like we went into that going, oh god, I hope. Wow, people have been shitting on this movie for a month yeah. before it came on. How bad is yeah. it? Oh, it's not. 
not that. I mean, it's not Thor. It's not Thor bad. It's not Thor the first Dark Thor World. Movies. From what still haven't seen it. Hear. From, from what, what I yeah. hear, um, didn't seem to be. But that it, fun. but it felt it. it felt uh it felt rewarding as fans of this universe as as yeah. the dc universe um to to come out of that theater you you felt you felt um listened to you felt like yeah like a little wink and a nudge we got you guys you know kind of kind of feeling you've you've long suffered under bat nipples and uh, uh oh god what's his face uh kevin kevin spacey mm-hmm. as lex luther oh, yeah. and 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 green lantern oh boy and and it was it was a moment of we gotcha we we yeah. know what you want we're gonna give it to and you and there's been some troubles behind the scenes but we did everything we could and we got one out to you and we, here it is and you and i we felt good about it we had so much fun that yeah. night it was a very fun and night. the following day that was that was full-on geeking out i mean i re- I, I remember it fondly but uh and i stand by the fun that i had and in that you know in re-listening to our episode sketch i'm like oh god you know in the episode like can we see that again i want to watch it again i've watched it a couple times since i also have watched it a couple times and i've still enjoyed it but i've also said hashtag release the snyder cut Mm -hmm. um because as early as late 2018 don't think about that too hard um Zack Snyder starts, uh, well, at first fans are lobbying it for it, and the actors, um, Ray Fisher and Jason Momoa, um, first and foremost, started saying, like, yeah, of course, like, the the film exists, we've seen it. Right. Like, release it. Not only did they see it, they they had a part in making it. I mean. Right. (laughs) Like, yeah, uh, no, we we finished that movie. Yeah. It was done. Well, were you expecting we're like, things weren't oh, rolling what? for all those many weeks and months? Right. Yeah. We're like, oh, uh, something doesn't jive. Yeah. And then Zack Snyder finally kind of embraces, like, yeah, it it's done. The official story is not the official story. And do you remember the the instagram that he released that was like the row of cans of justice league it was like a rack of film canisters and his caption was like of course it exists or like of course it's real yeah and that was kind of like when everything began to unravel and uh guys i'll link in the show notes to the 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 uh, vanity fair article that we've talked about a couple of times on the pod um, where Zach kind of just lays it all out for us. And the conceit of this whole thing of what nobody knew except those involved at the time of was when the justice league theatrical, that, that vehicle, when Zack Snyder left production, the movie was film locked. Oh, they had finished. What does that mean? Shooting. Film that means all of the, of the photography mm-hmm. was done and printed. Okay or however that works digitally, like they were done with the, the actors. Okay. All of the, all of the filming was done. The only thing they hadn't done was the VFX. Okay. And so that's what, at least on paper, they're they're saying Joss comes in for. 
they're saying Joss comes in. WB's version of events is Zach never finished the movie. Yeah. 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 He walked off set. I should say that long time. The movie's not done. They have like, uh, according, you know, what we've learned is Joss Whedon reshot like 70% of the movie. Yeah. And, and when you watch the two side by side, that's clear. So let's, let's, let's clarify some things for our, for our LTLs. When I say they in this conversation, I'm always talking WB, WB right? The true villain of the DCE. And then, you know, we got two different Justice League movies. So we got Snyder Cut and theatrical, and theatrical. Justice League, as I've seen it referred to. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Which, to his credit, he never put his name on. Oh. He he took a writing credit. Yeah. And he did not take a directing credit. He didn't take credit for the movie. Uh, I think he should have because it's very clear, like he did more than just rewrite the movie. Oh, yes. I mean, he shot a different movie. It's, it's with. I mean, let's. I mean, this is typically the part of the show where we talk about our own history. What? Right. What, what was without getting into details? your immediate reaction upon seeing Snyder Cut. Holy shit, this is a completely different movie. It's just a completely different movie. It's completely different. I went into it thinking like this was going to be a director's cut. And you know, like I've seen a director's cut before. Like it's typically the same movie. It's re-edited, reorganized. Oh, they left this scene out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're putting it back in. So I was, and when I heard, oh my gosh, it's four hours and Justice League was only two hours. Like that's a lot of footage on, There's on a whole other movie the here. Floor. And uh, then I see it and I go, oh, oh, it wasn't just footage on the floor. I mean, it, it was footage like hidden away in a, in a cabinet somewhere. We, this is a whole different ball game that we're playing with. Yeah. It Chris Terrio, away. The, yeah. Chris Terrio, the, the right the co-writer of the movie. Um, which everybody kind of shits on after um, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Chris Terrio has a couple of Academy Awards. He's, he's like a recognized writer. He's a good writer. Um, We're still talking Last Jedi. We are still talking Last Jedi. Chris Terrio knows his stuff. He has, a, he has an Academy Award for Argo. Mm-hmm. Um, he has called it vandalism, what WB and Jaws Whedon did to it. I think that's strong. I agree um, that's strong. I get what he's... I, I get the notion yeah. he's going for. Right. Mm. But uh, I don't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. But uh, so this official story that, that uh, Zach didn't finish the movie is just bullshit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't jive. And what we've since found out is when they finished filming Batman versus Superman, they immediately started filming Justice League, mm-hmm. like basically the same production. Yeah. And the way Zach works, he takes his whole production crew, his editing staff, from production to production to production. You know, they were filming parts of Justice League when they were filming BVS. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had those trailers were there immediately when Justice League, the ju- um, when Batman versus Superman came out, we had those vignettes of Cyborg yeah. and you're playing football, the car crash. Those scenes were shot like the Aquaman sequences were shot. A lot of the flash sequences were shot. And and there was always that original tagline, unite the seven. So what we've come to find out is that um, when they were doing the press junket for BVS, when we got all those sad fleck memes that Ben Affleck is just like, 
totally like he's embarrassed by this. He doesn't think it's good. Blah, 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 blah. WB is already meddling right. with the production of Justice right. League. Because and they want an MCU. They have and they've lost face. They've lost faith in the architect of their cinematic universe, right. i.e. Zack Snyder. Right. And so Ben Affleck has signed on specifically to work with Snyder and div- and he's a co-architect of this universe. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to have full reign over the Batman character, multiple film vehicles, possibly a TV series for HBO. And, and now there are lots of cooks in the kitchen and it becomes very apparent that none of them are going to get to do what they wanted to yeah, do. This is getting out of control in yeah. a not good way. Yes. And what we found out is like the studio at this point has sent babysitters to the set to, to tell Zach, you know, you can do this. You can't do that. Um, the thing that we're hearing about now that, you know, he really wanted to do in subsequent JL movies was like a romance between Batman and Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. You know, nope. You can't do that. Right. Oh, no. Uh, nope. We're doing an HBO uh, Green Lantern series. So you can't have Green Lantern. Uh, nope, we we brought on James Wan to do Aquaman. So no, nope, you can't you can't do that. Yep. Like that doesn't work. Um, too many cooks. Too many cooks. Uh, and the the big thing that is kind of the breaking point is they demand that the movie be two hours long. Yeah. Find me a director or a screenwriter, any team that can introduce six characters in a two-hour movie and do it well. Because, right. I mean, let's see things from the side of WB for a second. They want this on the on the level of Avengers. But what, but right. what, they're, what they are uh, failing <laughs> so- or, or willfully ignoring is the fact that Avengers is like the end of, what, five movies? Phase, yeah, it's the end of phase one. And you have... Or the... Uh, Near the end of phase yeah, one. Yeah, you have, um, you, for, the, for your three main heroes, Iron Man, Superman, and, and uh, I mean, sorry, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, you have standalone movies, and in those, you're introducing the rest of the Avengers as well. Right. The, your villain in Avengers is primarily Loki, which has already been established. Right. I mean, you're basically taking all of these pieces that have already been established and then telling a two hour movie. Right. They get, instead they give Zach the, the job of, okay, so we've, we've got Batman and we've introduced Superman. And so you see Superman is pretty well established in this Snyder verse. So we got Batman in BVS and we got a little we've, bit of wonder we've woman established your take of, of Batman yep. and we've like, Oh, gods exist. Yes in this universe we this is a time before we've had aquaman we we've not seen the flash on screen we have not seen cyborg on screen and we have no idea about the main villain steppenwolf and who he's supposed to be working for uh dark side right right yeah so you got two hours yes fit all that in and it it, (laughs) i mean my brain hurts trying to think of a way in which that is plausible. Well, I think 
the way they kind of shortchanged it together was they introduced that these characters exist in BVS. BVS on paper, nobody ever titled BVS that subtitle Dawn of Justice. It never appeared on a script. The studio put that mm-hmm. in. And my personal belief, I haven't read anything about this, is, is everything we see of Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg in BVS is footage that they've taken from Justice League because it's already been shot yeah. and they've edited it into Dawn of Justice, mm-hmm. which to every, what everybody was making the movie and writing the movie was just called Batman versus Superman. Right. And, and so you, you got that kind of teaser in, in that movie so that when we get to Justice League, it's, you know, you know what's coming. Yeah. It's less of a, it's less of a learning cliff. Yeah. There's less building you have to do, even right. if you should. And I, I think that when you watch Snyder Cut and you see the introduction of the characters, it's little snippets of those sequences that appear in BVS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. WB's W's conceit is always that the fans didn't like it. They didn't like Man of Steel. They didn't like BVS. They didn't like how dark the world was. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, that's on Warner Brothers. Yeah, I mean, they, they look at what Zach has done before. I mean, you're... they hired this guy. Yeah. Um, and so I will say I'm kind of 50-50 on Zack Snyder. I'm not like Zack Snyder's not my guy. Mm-hmm. I think he is a great visual storyteller, kind of ser- similar to my thoughts on J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great visual storyteller. He's got a style that you either like his style or you hate oh, yeah. his style. He has a very identifiable style. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... His movies are... Um... I, I haven't seen <laughs> We've a talked about them, his a couple of his movies. But... So his movies that you might have seen sketch, and you can just, like, say, seen it, didn't see it. Um, he did, um, ooh, where did I write it down? Can't read my own notes. Uh, for those of you wondering at home why Chase can't read his own notes, he is, <laughs> he is 100%. I'm not even joking. I know a lot of times I exaggerate things. He is in a Batman cowl right now. I, I am in a Batman cowl and I am wearing a Nightwing t-shirt. Yep. Um, so Snyder, Snyder has done at this point, he's done, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Okay. I have not seen it. He's done, um, 300. Saw it. Enjoyed it. He, he's done, um, Legend of the Watchers. Legend of the Legend, Guardians. The the, Legend of the Guardians. No. The one with the owls that we ragged on that. Did not see I it. didn't even realize that was a Zack I didn't, Snyder I, movie. I didn't know that was Zack Snyder. I, I did not see that. He's done. He's done Watchmen. Yep, saw that. He's done Man of Steel yep, so, and BVS. Yeah. And now, didn't he do Sucker Punch? Uh, and Sucker Punch. Thank you, Sucker Punch. Yeah, that, that gets a lot of hate, and I guess rightfully so. But I enjoyed Sucker Punch. For, I guess from the ones that I've seen of his, I've enjoyed them. Um, I, I'm like fifty fifty on what I've seen. Okay. I'm I controversial statement. I like his take on Watchmen. Oh. A lot of people do not like Watchmen. 
I liked what he did with Watchmen. The, uh, seeing the Watchmen movie, his Watchmen movie, is my only experience with Watchmen. So, oh wow, okay. Um, so I was. You haven't seen the HBO series. You haven't nope. read the comic. Nope. Wow. Nope. Okay. Not until we do a Watchmen episode, then I'm gonna have to uh, I guess. deep dive. <laughs> I guess you know where we're going in deep season three. Maybe season dive. four. Yeah. Can that one be pushed to four? That's sure. That, it feels sure. like season there's a four. lot of homework with that one. I'll say I I liked Watchmen. I didn't like Sucker Punch. I liked Army of the Dead. I did not like um I did not like 300, which 300 seems like a movie that was like tailor made for me. Yeah, I don't like 300. Oiled Greeks. Yeah. Well, I was going to say like um action warfare in history. Um, oh no, I, sure. I, yeah, I, oiled I, Greeks. I say shirtless oiled Greeks. Sparta pit. I you know, everybody knows I have a Sparta pit out back yeah, in the yeah. yard that I just kick people into every day. Yeah. Um, while, while oh, you don't agree with my take of Justice League? Sparta Pit. Yep. I oil up shortless, shortless, shirtless, and shortless. And kick them into the Sparta <laughs> the in cloth. Yeah. Into the Sparta Pit. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm 50 50 on Zack Snyder. Sure. If I'm WB, Zack Snyder's probably the last guy I hire to do, to do a Justice League movie based on how people reacted to Watchmen. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I mean, if you're aiming for a, an MCU esque thing, right? You have you have data points. You have data points to go off of. You have things that right. you can watch. Did you not watch any of them? Like, what the f? But yeah. But anyway, so so they so they move ahead with him, even though they're yeah. they're already like, all right, we got you for this. We don't know if we got you for the rest of this. Yeah, we, so, so we know what we we know what you do. We're committing you to this. Just don't do what you do. Right. And so, well, why did you get me? Why? Why? Right. Yeah, that's frustrating. So, so like a month into shooting Justice League, he gets some babysitters, and one of them is Jeff Johns, who's an editor and story editor over at DC. He's like DC's golden boy yeah. and he brings on and he does like joss Whedon. and he does like all the consultation for all like the uh exactly all, all the uh like cw shows and all that stuff now right yep. and he brings in joss whedon because he was also developing a batgirl movie right. with Whedon. yeah i remember the the yeah do i call it news we talked yeah about i it. mean it was it was established it's not happening it's not happening but it, it was no. it was it was happening but yes. it was news. <laughs> um, they bring him on to to rewrite the script. Mm -hmm. And he he added some humor. He added some points. And Zach says this. I had like I had three conversations with Jaws with notes from the studio and Jeff. We worked them in. We made it work. And then that was it. We like didn't have any more conversations. And it's pretty clear that. WB. DC is pushing Zack Snyder out yeah. as he's trying to make the movie. Yeah. And it's, it's very clear that the Snyders decided instead of fighting this fight with a studio that didn't want them, they were going to circle the wagons and take care of their family amidst the, the tragic loss of their daughter. Right. Yeah. Not the other way around as WB put it, they chose to exit over that 
they were being pushed out and this was the the final straw for yeah, them and it was a it was a prioritizing moment where you go okay what's really right. important here do i keep fighting uh what feels to be a useless fruitless battle uh while i'm just dealing with this horrible thing in my personal life or do i use my energy and my 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 talent and my drive and be there for my family right and and to me like this is where the whole thing just becomes heartbreaking for me and so hashtag release the snyder cut yeah i want to see this guy get to release his vision that he spent a decade of his life putting into motion like blood sweat and tears personal sacrifice i want like i want to see his vision vindicated that's Release the Snyder Cut for no other reason. Yeah, and, and I, I think I'm in a similar position as you because, like, uh, again, like, I don't go, oh, yes, a Zack I mean, there's no director where I'm like, oh, yes, a Zack Snyder movie. I'm going to go see it because I love right. this director. I just see <laughs> I just see movies. But, yeah, I'm like you where I was like, okay, okay, there's two sides to this. The, the side that you said, which I'm 100% on board with, like, yeah, this guy put a lot of effort in. He kind of got shafted for lack of a better word we got shit on by warner and brothers now we have the opportunity twice. to see what the whole big deal was like of course yeah i want to yeah. see it and also why do we spend so much time denying the existence of this thing now i yes. now i really want to see it now i like, really want to see trying it trying to hide it now now you've piqued my curiosity like, yeah. tremendously so i think it was pretty clear that WB executives had seen the Snyder cut, the film locked version. They had seen theatrical and, and the, the executives that survived the mass firing that I imagine ensued. Cause there's been a lot of turnover. were like, Oh shit, we fucked up. Yeah. Or the company fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. WB. Um, one, <laughs> one unnamed executive has referred to theatrical as a monumental piece of shit. I disagree with that. There are things about theatrical I enjoy. There, are, and, and guys, we're going to get there. There are things about theatrical that I I like more than Snyder Cut. Yeah, um, and vice versa. Um, yep. it's 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 two very different takes on on a, a very similar story. I won't say the same story anymore, but a, a very very similar. similar story. Um, which is kind of awesome, as you've said, that we we get this we get two sides of this coin. So sketch. Yeah. Before we started filming, I told you I was going to blow your oh, mind. Oh, here we go. You ready? I am Long time listeners. Ready. Are you ready? Not since Night Rider have we had such a reveal. Okay, here we go. Sketch. So, reveal. I'm just thinking about your oiled Spartans. Yeah. Would you... <laughs> Here we go. Um would you believe mm-hmm that this is not the first time that the WB has shit-canned a Justice League movie. Oh. No, okay, so... Sketch, have you ever heard of Justice League Mortal? I have not. Do you remember circa 2005? Oh, back in 2005, okay. The the Dark Knight days. Yeah. Christian Bale, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christopher Nolan. yeah. yeah. 
there was talk of Christian Bale reprising Batman in a Justice League movie. Okay. Alongside Brandon Routh as Superman. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? No, I mean, I don't remember talks of this. Okay. Uh, I do. I remember this. Is is Christian Bale going to be Batman in a Justice League movie with Brandon Routh? Are we going to get Justice League? And Chris Nolan, uh, who's an executive producer on uh, Justice League Mortal and executive producer on... Snyder's Justice League and theatrical. Uh, they're like, let let us finish the Dark Knight trilogy before we start talking about sure. all this stuff. And it kind of goes away. And the next time we hear about Justice League is like in, around Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Well, in 2006, 2007, Warner Brothers taps George Miller, okay. Mad Max, yep. mm-hmm. to craft his version of Justice League. Interesting. And he agrees if only they will shoot it in Australia. Okay. WBC. Yes, all in. Take all the money. You got a $200 million budget. $2,007. million. $200 million. Go to Australia. Do whatever you want. We're on board. And the story they craft is um, the... DC Comics era of the 2000s post identity crisis Batman doesn't trust the Justice League they've they've removed his memories he creates brother i the omax rise okay. mm-hmm. the infinite crisis yep. the justice league kind of turns on itself um the, the omax swarm in maxwell lord gets his head spun around and snapped by wonder woman on national television yep. It's a shit show fiasco. It was a crazy era. Mm-hmm. That's the story they're going to tell. Wonder, but then Wonder Woman tells everyone to like hope through a lasso in the satellite, right? And then everyone yes. denounces their wish. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah, That's I know. Exactly I know this happened. story. Yeah. Um. So, 2007, they they do their casting. You got Army Hammer as Batman. You've got Megan Gale as Wonder Woman, Adam Brody, who's going to be Barry Allen, Aaron Brody, who plays adult version of Freddie Freeman in the Shazam movies. He's Freddie's Shazam boss. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was going to play Flash. Oh, I like that. Uh, DJ DJ Catrona as Superman, Hugh Keith Byron as uh, Martian Manhunter, Jay... uh, Brunel or Jay Brucknell? You know who I'm talking about, right? I don't know actors. Uh, This guy. This guy. Jay. Uh, you know him. This guy. I mean, I mean, I'm looking at a picture. I don't really. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Isn't he? Doesn't he do um, How to Train Your Dragon? He does the voice of Hiccup. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Thank you. The voice of Hiccup. Okay. Yep. Uh, Santiago Cabrera as Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and common as John Stewart, oh. Green Lantern. You know, you know how I feel about common. We've talked about common on this. We've on this talked podcast about common. Before. I'm a fan. I like common. It just ruins Google searches. <laughs> Sketch. How, how far do you think they got into production? Um, this far. They got this far into production. Wait, that's real. So that's so real. Shades is showing me currently a uh, they're all in costume. Yeah. 
Wait, scroll. I can't see. I can't see John Stewart because you're in the way. So okay, oh, I, so I can this move is a, you. I'll move you. This is a stand-in. Oh, this is a stand-in for Common. Yeah, because he's white. They would have superimposed. So these are the these are the costumes. Yeah. These aren't necessarily all of the actors. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman. Um, who did I say was playing Wonder Megan Woman? Megan Gale. Megan Gale, yes, I just is pulled actually that out. I don't even know who Megan Gale is. You're a professional sketch, but so not not all of these actors are in the costumes, but these are the costumes that were intended. We, if you look at the Batman costume, it kind of has like servos and yeah. stuff on it. So they were going for like that um, Kingdom Come yeah. idea of the Bat costume, yeah, and all of Batman. the costumes are inspired by like the um, the Kingdom Come. Alex, um, yeah, sure. No, I see it very, uh, very uh, can't, clearly. Can't think of his name, but it's inspired from that that era. Alex Ross, Alex Ross, Kingdom Come costumes. They got so far into production that the whole cast is in Australia. They've started production pre production, and the the 2007 writers' strike is impending, uh. and so they're throwing all of their ideas at the wall, like they're, they're getting the script together. They get the final version of the script together and the whole cast is there. The writers are there. They've tried on their costumes. They've done screen tests with everything. And WB says, hold on strike. We got to go into hold. And the, the strike wound up lasting like three weeks. Yeah. But, uh, that brings us into, the impending collapse of 2008. And so they've done all this work. They got the costumes, they got the film crew, the actors are there and WB pulls the plug done. Wow. Um, And you could say like, okay, that's not really WB's fault, but if you're that far into production, do you scrap the whole thing? Right. (laughs) That's bananas. That's cocoa bananas, right? So I don't think so, WB. You have shown yourself to be incapable of effectively managing DC Comics. Throwing down. You have, you have, you have proven to be a, a, an inadequate caretaker of this universe. And at this point, you can retain the rights to the IP. You can make all the money you want from it, but you should have the common sense to step away from creative control and establish DC as its own entity in the same way that Marvel has done with Disney. Right. You have proven yourself an ineffective manager of DC comics. And that's my final thought on that. And, and you know so what? Is- I agree. And uh, you know, we've long kind of joked that uh, WB is the main villain of, of the DC, <laughs> the DC universe. And you know what? after everything has kind of come to light from this, from Snyder cut and everything is kind of just a light has been shown in these dark, deep, dark crevices. I don't think it's a joke anymore. <laughs> I agree. Sketch. I just think that's, that's too bad. And we know your listeners. We know your long time yes. listeners. We're lo- yes, we know you are. So take that to the bank. That's all I got for part one sketch. All right. I guess that brings us to, Part two. The real heroes. Is it you and me? Yes. Is it friendship? 
<laughs> Not in this movie. <laughs> oh my god. Uh sketch. I I feel like I've been dominating the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like that too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but the real heroes. Uh I was triggered recently by a comment that was made uh on a podcast that you and I have listened to and enjoyed for years. How did this get made? Yeah. Co-host Jason Manzukis, they reviewed this film. They talked about it. Jason Manzukis characterized the Snyder cut as a cautionary tale for toxic fandom. Oh boy! And that it sets a dangerous precedent because you know all you have to do is be an asshole on the internet, and then internet, and then you get what you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I categorically disagree with that. Yeah, I also disagree. I, there's a lot of assholes on the internet, and not everyone's getting what they want. Yeah, uh, one of whom is Jason Manzukis, um, who I enjoy, and I'm going to chalk this up to tongue-in-cheek. I hope he wasn't serious. Release the Snyder Cut. Uh, for every toxic fan that you want to identify in, in this fandom, this the Snyder Cut is released twofold. You could say a new guard came in at WB who saw a money-making opportunity in some downtimes and then you can say the other side of that there's a core fan base that rallied around the actors who very shortly after the movie came out start you know Affleck, Godot, Ray Fisher, uh Jason Momoa, um Ezra can't think Ezra of Miller? Ezra Miller. Look at me. All the like thank you. Look at me everybody. Release the Snyder cut. Release just put it out. Yeah. Release the Snyder cut. It exists. Uh the fans released the Snyder Cut. Fans raised over $500,000 for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention around releasing the Snyder Cut. That is not toxic fandom. There has been there have been groups, communities, screenings, events, probably like in, in geek culture, anything anyway that I've seen, more people talking about mental health, suicide awareness, art appreciation, in connection with with this movement, than I've seen, you know, around movies of similar similar veins. Yeah. I just don't see it tracking toxic fandom. Of course, there there are assholes in any movement. You can't you can't avoid that. Absolutely. But but the real heroes here, I think, are are you know the the people who have been championing this. Um, I'm not going to lump myself in with that. I've certainly retweeted, released the Snyder Cut, but I wouldn't say I'm a key player in the movement. And there are, and they and they adjure, uh, uh, deserve every every accolade that goes along with this. It's as much their win as as Zack Snyder's. Yeah, I, I and I agree. And we we talked a little bit about this <clears throat> off mic before we before we donned the cowls and started and started talking about this, but you know, <laughs> the, 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 the fan outcry for this for starters. And I'm going to go back to what I said in part one. You, you, why are you hiding it? Why, why is this a big secret? Like, like this just happened. It happened with solo. We we right. we got rid of the Lego guys and, and brought in Ron Howard. Like there's yep. there's a version of Solo out there that 
is remarkably different than yep. than what ended the up movie that we got released yeah possibly more enjoyable and it, 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 that's just common sense that's just common sense at this point there's a i think the most interesting thing that came out of this um is that there's a four and a half hour cut of the phantom menace that george lucas is sitting i'd watch the shit out of that (laughs) i would also watch the shit out of that watch the shit out of that um so so first so first wb just hiding it is is already put putting you in the negative when the fans then rally behind the director because because they see it or be, you know because they see the truth you know that no they see the bullshit there, there has to be you you can't so adamantly deny that this thing exists right. and then zach starts saying yeah you know he starts agreeing with it because yeah, it it, it's the truth what is he 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 owes wb nothing to 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 continue their lie of Nope, right. nope, this is that that's what I wanted. You know, that's exactly how I wanted yeah. it to turn out. Like you this was not like your mission my you did not release this movie to like f- fulfill my wishes and see my vision. Through. Yeah. That's not what happened. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You. So you know And good like he's a, a better man than me because he said very diplomatic things no, he, to this day about the WB. Everything and the I've read, he he yes like the harshest that you could say he gets is diplomatic like right. like like the harshest you could say is like read between the lines kind of things he does not come right. out like swinging hard and going for below the belt on wb and it, and right. if he did i would be like well yeah yeah I, you deserve I get it, it. you know this this uh this drives up some emotions but um here's what i think the fans the fans showed wb that there is an audience who wants to see this right and it also i think without speaking for zach um showed him that no we 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 want to see this through we've got you yeah we're 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 right there behind you and we want to support this and um do whatever you can do whatever you can to finish yeah. this and, and get it done. The official line was always that fan, like fans didn't like what was presented. What did they not listen to our episode? Clearly. Clearly they did not so listen to our episode. This was this was proof of concept for WB. Yeah. There's an audience, a market, and people are willing to pay, whether it's a DVD release, an HBO thing, if it goes to theaters, if we put it on Amazon Prime. There's an audience. There's an audience, and let's we can make money from let's it. Let's not forget that we WB are launching our own streaming service because why the fuck wouldn't we? Because everyone is, <laughs> and oh no, At no least one they didn't call it Warner Brothers Plus. It, it almost was WB Plus, um, yeah. and oh no, we we don't have much of anything anyone wants to see, right. But, nobody's lining up to watch gone with the wind no. and and what's our big flagship movie that's launching this wonder woman 84 oh boy, oh boy. uh well maybe people are gonna want to rewatch uh game of thrones oh yeah oh, no. said nobody ever um but oh my god we have this thing we have this We're already made movie literally that people are clamoring for 
at that point, it's it's a it's a no brainer. It's the definition of a no brainer. And kudos to Zack Snyder for saying no. I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to let you release the unfinished, film locked, mm-hmm. no VFX version. Mm-hmm. Nope. We're going to finish it. We're going to put it out. Or I'm just going to keep sitting on yeah. it until the rights revert back to me and my studio or whatever. I don't know what their deal is, but well, obviously I think he was, he was sitting on it for a reason. Snyder Plus. And uh, then we were all going to subscribe to Snyder Plus. I buy the shit out of there that. There you go. <laughs> no, I've already said I'm 50 50 on Snyder. <laughs> You'd, you'd, you'd buy it a month. Legend of the Guardians, month. by far my favorite Snyder vehicle. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I love owls. Fucking Can owls. we just talk about owls Beautiful. for the rest of this episode? Welcome to Owl Watch. Um, And Zack Snyder did, if I read that correctly, didn't take a salary for the work he was doing on, on the finishing up this movie. Yeah, uh, exactly. So that he had 100% complete creative control complete creative control and so he could pay the crew to come back for editing to finish the score uh which i i wish they hadn't i really preferred the theatrical that is one of the that is also one of the (laughs) (laughs) i don't think the score did anything for the movie but um but so he could pay the 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 team to do the, the score the editing the the actors to film the additional scenes he filmed one additional scene which is the epilogue the nightmare oh, right. universe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that he that he added mm-hmm. with uh, giving Jared Leto and and Batfleck their scene opposite each other, who weren't on set at the same time. That's all really put together in post. Yeah, they were not on set together. They couldn't make it line it up. Mm. They shot uh, three days apart. Wow, you would never no. know, right? No, it's crazy. I really fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking kill yeah. him. I'm on board. Yeah. Um. And uh, even even when Manhunter like comes into screen and talks to ba- to Batman at the end, that that was supposed to be Green Lantern. They shot uh, it in Zach's backyard, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Nope, you can't have Green Lantern." So they made it Martian Manhunter. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he shot one scene. Yeah. And paid the actors, paid his team, didn't take a salary. His view was that he had already been paid for it once. Yeah. He, he didn't need to get paid for it again. And yeah. So yeah, I, I disagree with Manzukas if he really thinks this is this is a win for toxic fandom. fandom. I mean, yeah. we've seen so much toxic fandom lately. Right. All over the place. No matter what, no matter what you're a fan of these days, there is a toxic fandom side of yeah. that fandom. There's no way to escape it. And, but like you said, what, what other, what other vehicles and what other um, hashtag pushes have, have come with such a, a good real world benefit on the, on the flippity flop of it. They took a, everybody kind of like uh, s- signals to the, the release, the Snyder cup movement. They took out a billboard in times square. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that this movement wouldn't do. WB, they were just going to dog WB forever until they did yeah. it. And that's that's what WB said was the final breaking point. If they could, if they could muster that, they could muster anything. And once again, WB 
they just poured gas on the flames just by being <laughs> like, no, it doesn't right. exist. No, it doesn't exist. And right. then everyone is like, bullshit. Stop Stop this. Right. It would have had such less momentum, I think, if they were like, yeah, no, it exists, but it doesn't fall in line with our view of what yep. we want this to do. And so, no, we, we will not be releasing it. And then, oh, okay, but oh, we smell bullshit. Oh, we smell it yeah. and we, we must right this wrong. And we, and Sketch, we talked about this in the original episode of, of when, when we use the phrase, the fans, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Different people use that to refer to different groups. Sure. Fans of geek culture. Mm-hmm. Fans of comic books, fans of movies, fans specifically of the DC Comics universe, fans specifically of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think WB's thing has always been that they're going to tap into that Marvel universe and just like convert people into also just going all in on their universe. That's not going to happen. And that's just a bad business model. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. Because Marvel tells stories about everyday Joes and Janes who are imperfect, who are are given great power mm-hmm. and have to rise to the level to be worthy of yeah. it. And that's one way of telling stories in this universe. And then DC Comics has always been about gods, for lack of a better term. Even if they're normal people, they've somehow transcended their humanity or had their humanity beaten out of them. Beings of immense power who have lost touch with humanity or are not of humanity who who embrace humanity or have to find their humanity or a reason to care. And that's so much more compelling to me. And maybe it has to do with like being raised in like, uh, you know, someone who has like fallen off the Catholicism wagon. Mm-hmm. Like I can't help but have that in the back of my head. I'm much more compelled by like, okay, there is an all powerful being in the universe. Why do they care? Why should they care? Yeah. And that's always been the problem with Superman, right? Oh yeah. Why does Superman care about humanity? Oh, because people like two humans were kind to him and raised him as a human. The minute he gets his powers, like fuck that's gone. Like that's, you know, that's what Watchmen's all about. Ozymandias is like, so has transcended humanity because like he's 10 steps ahead of everybody. He's not human anymore. Right. And like Dr. Manhattan, he's not human anymore. I'll give you ready. You ready for this? I'm going to sum it all up for you. Right. I'm going to distill it down. Here's your difference between the MCU and the DCEU or whatever they call it, right? Yeah. Think about the MCU for a second. Think of all the heroes, right? You, you yeah. got them all in your head? Yep. Think of how many of them have a secret identity. Zero. Okay. They're, they are they are known to be heroes and, yep. and they are called upon to be heroes. Now think of the DCEU. How many of them have a secret identity? Every single, Every one, single of one of them, because instead, like you said, we're starting at the the god status, and the 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 real story here, the real crux of this is how do how do I how do I put on the mask to be one of them, one of the many, right? One of one of the people I'm protecting, and um, and here's the thing, guys, 
you can like either of those. You could like both of those. Yeah, I do. But WB slash DC, like Marvel's got their thing. And then you hired an actor who wants to go the other way. I mean, not an actor, right. a director a who director. wants to go the other way. Right. What were you expecting at this point? Yeah. And like I said, I don't understand why they hired Zach, but I will say I think Zach is a guy who really understands these characters mm -hmm. and has a real appreciation and love for them. I think that's reflective in all of the casting decisions that he made. I think every single one of the actors that he chose to inhabit these characters, 100% the right person. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with and that. And right down to, I'm re really going to bring it, bring it in here, Ooh, right? Bring it in. Let's get close, guys. Probably the thing that has been most ridiculed in the DCEU is Martha. 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 My mother Martha. Uh, the Martha. Is his name Mother Martha too? The Martha box is calling me. <laughs> and yeah, on the oh. surface, it's pretty ridiculous. You know what? We it's Martha's Day weekend. Happy Martha's oh, Day. Oh God! Weekend. Happy Martha's Day, everybody. Okay, so Martha. We all know what we're talking about. Superman says, "Save Martha." Batman, like his brain ceases to function on all four cylinders, and and he appears to have a stroke. Why did you say that name? Yeah. Okay. Here's why Zach. Here's where Zack Snyder is a guy that really understands, like, this universe and this character. Sketch. What is Batman's actual mission? Are you asking me that? Uh, yeah, I'm asking. Longtime listeners, right into what the is show. Batman's actual mission? I, I feel like that's the now, right answer you want me to say, and I'm a, I don't know. There's an there's an answer that has been repeatedly given to us in the comics. Okay. When Batman explains what his mission is, it's a very it's a very clear delineation of why he does what he does. And isn't it just so that there's on, not a repeat of what happened? There's not another child who loses their parents? Yes. That's exactly it, sketch. That is Batman's core mission now depending on what your entry level into the batman universe is if you only know batman from the animated series yeah you will have a different answer to that question batman will not kill people he will never deviate he's vengeance he's the knight he's batman blah 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 love the animated series but if that's your only entry into batman you're gonna have a different answer to that question if your entry into that answer is um the the dark knight thing that chris nolan did mm -hmm. you're gonna have a different answer to that question if you've been reading batman comics if you've been consuming all of this shit then you like his answer is that so another child in gotham doesn't wind up with their parents in the government that's his mission to stop another kid from losing their parent and winding up like him thank god i got that thank god oh, yeah that could have been bad so when Superman says, save Martha. Why do you say their name? In that moment, Batman does, like, his brain does cease to work. Yeah. Because Batman is now, he like, he has gone through all of these things that have happened off screen. Dick Grayson's dead. Everything he's done in Gotham has been a failure. And now. Wait, Dick Grayson's dead? Or Jason Todd? Yeah, Dick Grayson. 
Dick Grayson is Rob is the Robin in this universe oh, that Joker kills. God, oh no. Yeah, oh, I know, take, right? Sad take times. back the Snyder cut. Right. Hashtag box up the Snyder cut. I need my I just dick. broke sketch. But so Grayson, um, so everything Batman has has done, he's a failure. Mm. And now he is the thing he's been fighting his whole existence. He is the cause of not all of, of a child losing their mother. The one thing, the one thing that is shows a deep understanding of the character. Now, does it, does it work on screen? Art is subjective. I, I'm not going to say it works. It doesn't work. It was not the deal breaker that it seemed to be to the great majority of the internet to me. Like, okay, uh, maybe they could have used a different cut of that scene. Maybe they could have worked on it a little bit more. But that shows a deep fundamental understanding of the character. Yeah. No, I agree. So yeah, Batman would have a like, crisis of conscience in that moment like why did you say that what like how do you know like he is the thing that he has been fighting his whole life yeah. oh martha's his mom yeah. fuck i'm an asshole yeah i'm i'm the murderer i'm the murderer yeah, yeah. so hard uh, stop you know so uh the the real the real heroes for me the the fans the the fans of the the history of these characters. I love Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Uh, I can whenever dig I it. see Aquaman in the, I still dig it. I whenever I see Aquaman in the comics now, I say to myself that just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Of course, Aquaman is a Pacific Islander. That just that just fucking makes sense. Um, to me, of course that makes sense. How what? anything else, like no aquaman is clearly not a blue hair blue-eyed blonde hair aryan that doesn't make sense i also love <laughs> gal gadot as wonder woman i mean yes he... she's total sense yep. there's there's something and i love ben affleck's batman oh god i mean i love michael keaton's batman but for the first time in since animated series which doesn't really work as well Batman stepped off the page of a comic book. Yeah. And oh, I mean not not only Batman but Affleck looks like Bruce Wayne in the comics. And how about how about um Ray Fisher as Cyborg? Like Holy shit. Perfect. Of course, okay, if you've seen theatrical and you've seen Snyder cut, of course Ray Fisher is going to be like, yeah, there's a Snyder cut. I was actually in the movie. Like <laughs> he's he well, he and Ezra Miller as the Flash their parts in Snyder cut are linchpin to, to the whole plot. And in, in theatrical, they're really side characters. Well, I think that brings us to part three. Okay. That is another thing that I, I I missed the booyah. Doesn't I also miss the booyah in the Snyder cut. Maybe doesn't fit. Maybe a, like a subdued little like, I understand Ray Fisher's feelings towards it. Mm-hmm. Towards what? Booyah? I mean, a, yeah. He he was like, no, Cyborg shouldn't say booyah. It's it's like it's a trope. You shouldn't do it. Well. Okay. I it's it's a comic book. Of course there's tropes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
I enjoyed it. I enjoy. I understand I, his point. I enjoyed. I didn't. It in, I didn't in miss theatrical. it. What, I was. It didn't fit. In, it in, did not fit. But when this, yeah. when it was, when it was time to say it, I was like, yeah. "Are they gonna?" Do? Like, I was very aware. I was very. When aware. it was time to say yeah. it, I said it. Oh yeah, I said it too. Oh, yeah. We all said yeah. it. He, he, they did do the fist bump though, which they they, they were trying. Yes. He, Flash was trying to get that fish bump at Superman's grave. So it's yeah. nice that we finally got the the fish yeah. the, the, the fist bump. Yeah, I am right there with you. Uh, yeah, wow. Not only is Cyborg, like, does Cyborg have a story, is is not a side character. He's the main character of the movie mm-hmm. and arguably the most powerful of all of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, you can make the argument, obviously, obviously, okay, Superman's there. You can make the argument that not in every situation. For this specific situation, it you are... You are one hundred percent relying on Cyborg. Him. Yeah, you need him. So, watching my history with this is I I re I watched Snyder cut and then I went back and I rewatched the theatrical cut because Ooh. I was I was shocked at how different it was. I was wow. I was expecting like yeah I'm just gonna watch Snyder cut and I'm gonna see the extra scenes and instead I was I did like it the other way wait around. Wait a minute, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. This is way different. This is. So then I went back and I, and I like I felt for Cyborg. I felt for Ray because I'm like <laughs> because I'm like I, you were so important to this project. And by that I mean movie, but also yes. this mission that the movie yes. is about. And you were butchered after being butchered in your yeah. horrible accident. Like the story that they crafted for Cyborg I I talk about WB being tone deaf. Everything Ray Fisher has said about the experience is warranted. No, I don't WB know what he's not looking so great. He, you know, he the, he kind of sounded the alarm about you know, the way the suits and Jaws acted on set. Mm-hmm. Uh, about how he spoke up at the time about what they were doing to the story the reshoots, how they were writing his character out of it. The, you know, really the, the one character of color mm-hmm. who was central to the movie's plot and development yeah. and writing him out of it essentially. And how he has said that the investigation into it didn't go far enough. We now also know that Gal Gadot also lodged a complaint against the studio about the way Joss was treating her on set and the other women on set. Um, only one side of this story has come out some so far, but uh, Joss Whedon's star has kind of tarnished quite a bit yeah. over this experience. Um, but I I love the idea that the world only functions now based on the mental capacity and ethical morality of a black man. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful story. Yeah. And that's a and that's a, a for this moment in time, and not just for this moment in time, within comics itself, which is you know very much a product of the times and has not, while trying to be inclusive, has not always been very inclusive or forgiving of characters. Um, what a like what a great story they told. Like you control all of the world's economy, you control all of the world's nuclear missiles. And like, yeah, you can end war. You can start war. 
You can bankrupt nations. You can redistribute wealth. Yeah. You can control any electrical system on the planet. You can reconstruct matter. Yeah. You can bring people back from the dead. Once again, uh, gods. I mean, we're we're on the level of gods here. Yeah. You are no longer human, and this experience gives him back his humanity. Yeah. What a powerful story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Missing. Yeah, completely missing. Completely. Not shortened. Missing. Missing. Just missing from it. Um, I'm a monster. Oh, you guys seem to like me. Okay, I have friends now. Yeah. Booyah. Booyah. I still like the booyah. Um, <laughs> I still like the booyah. And, uh, I mean, every... When, when you watch both of them together, and, and I understand that we're talking about a movie that's twice as long as the, the version that came before it, but every character, every... No, I, I almost said of the team, but I'm I'm not going to say of the team. Every I'm going to say every character is diminished. Steppenwolf is so much better in Snyder Cut. Steppenwolf is a thousand times better in Snyder Cut. Wow. There is, he looks like Steppenwolf. There is no comparison. There's no comparison. You know, I, I went back and looked. They basically did an amalgamation. Like, the team for theatrical took Desaad, Darkseid, and Steppenwolf and just kind of mushed them like mushed them into one yeah. character mm-hmm. it's like desad's head on dark side's body with steppenwolf's axe yeah. it's crazy it's bonkers it is i don't know I, I i i would keep saying this for for multiple things though but i'll i'll go i'll say it now and then just don't hold me to it steppenwolf's improvement is the best improvement of the snyder cut but there's also other things that I would say is the best improvement of the Snyder Cut. I will agree because a movie is only as compelling, like the heroes can only be as compelling as the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, oh I was, I was fine with him in theatrical. I was fine with him. Yeah, he was like this crazy re- religious zealot. Yeah, and now that I've got Martha. this, now that I've got Martha. The Martha Vox is calling me. Did you just I'm say Martha? Martha? Why did you say Martha? Are we all best friends now? Um, <laughs> now, now that I have this Steppenwolf, I hate the old Steppenwolf. When I went back yeah. to watch Justice League theatrical, I was, no I was just like, this guy's dumb. This guy's dumb, yeah. dumb. And I like uh, Ray, Ray Porter, who uh, is the actor who voices and mocaps mm-hmm. Darkseid. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm in this version. It's better. Well, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> I appear in this version. But you know, literally literally everybody is better. In this like every character is better. And you could say that it's because there is just more time to spend with them. But I don't know. I mean, look at Lois Lane. Right? Lo- so Lois Lane's um like her her big emotional scene where she's talking to ma kent about like what life has been like since clark died right it's it's a completely different scene we're not talking about an extended scene or we're not talking about a reshot scene it's two completely different scenes with completely different dialogue and and they between theatrical and snyder cut they are um leagues apart yes leagues of oh unintended unintended but i'm gonna intend it now um, well, same thing with. Um, I'm sorry, I don't want to. No, you no, off. go for it. Same thing with the Amazons. Oh, the Amazons are so much better. Sorry. Do you remember? Oh man, this is 
do you remember like when the movie came out everyone was like what the fuck happened to the amazons why are they all wearing leather bikinis do you remember that i re i once again i'm not as close to the the all the buzz going around but i remember you telling me that you telling me that people were saying that not you telling me what what the fuck is with the bikinis because you were Complete like reshoot. you were like these are the, these are like the spartans at my house right now like yeah that's how we hang out he, around the he gets it, guys he gets it this is what they're like mm-hmm. uh you can you can listen to that episode uh, i did not say that but uh he edited it out i didn't edit we it don't out edit it's anything. not in the episode we don't edit anything i think i've edited one thing in the history of this show oh guys <laughs> it, was, it was something i said guys guys hashtag release the sketch cut hashtag <laughs> The world deserves but to know the 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 point being that the Amazons are completely different. Mm-hmm. They get sealed in that little mountain thing. The little mountain thing is like a, a cyclodrome that falls into the fucking ocean. Yeah. They, all they all die. Sketch. Oh, my God. They all die. Yeah, They all die. That might have been. Holy that might have been the first time in the movie where I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, OK. OK. We're this- going. We're like going full. We're going yeah. all in. Got it. All of the yeah. Amazons just died. Yeah. Well, not all of them. Not all, but, but many. Like, all the Amazons on that side of the island. Yeah, died. All the all the Amazons who who were tasked with protect protecting the Martha Box are like they're all dead. Like in theatrical, it's like a job. It's like okay, you're you're in charge of protecting this, so like protect it if you can. Okay, and right. in cider cut, it's like your existence is to protect this box yeah if you if this box is unprotected you cease to exist that's the deal right <laughs> and and at that point in the movie i'm it like intense i'm like oh okay when connie Neal, everyone when means like, business yeah when hippolyta's like run, i'm like oh shit hippolyta's not gonna make it out yeah. and like she's ready to stay there like oh man that that was crazy that yeah. was the yeah that was the first time i was like oh shit yeah. this is i was on the edge of my seat like Heart was beating. Completely different. Okay, here's a big question. Would the movie have been over right then if the Amazons didn't FedEx Diana the golden armor in 1984 and and one of them just had the, <laughs> the golden armor? Based on... Based on 1984, <laughs> I mean, I think that that was a real misstep from the Amazons that they no, sent based away. On, based on the performance of that armor, no. Oh yeah, it was probably like from was, the gift shop, and they were like, "Here, Diana," yeah. and they like made up the story. It like, wasn't even from the gift shop; it was from like the pop-up stand. It was someone's cosplay. Adjacent, it was yeah. like some Themyscarian's cosplay, right? Yeah. But the whole like everything about the Amazons and Snyder Cut is one hundred percent better, and I loved, I loved like the Indiana Jones sequence of Diana going inside. Oh. The Temple of the Amazons. Such, such a better exposition of what happened. People are in the ragging Asian on Rose. that. I fucking love it. People are it. ragging on that? Oh, yeah. They're like, there's like three minutes. There's like 10 minutes of like just exposition with, with Wonder Woman talking to Batman over a flashback. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, but they did that in the theatrical so too, great. except Diet is just walking it along didn't make a sense. lake talking yeah. about it. And, and in this one, like you're seeing... You're, you're seeing what she saw. You're seeing what she saw, and you're seeing you're seeing the source material. You're seeing 
the art of the the ancient Greeks that you know yeah, the, the then, people who were there at this battle left right. left this and warning behind. Batman's like, oh shit! Like I know what you're talking about because I fucking seen it in these nightmares that I've been having. As opposed which to clearly aren't nightmares. As opposed to no, Diana, I I know I saw this in the guts of a bug I killed. <laughs> like you and I were on the same page here. <laughs> We, we, we get it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So whew. I love it. Yeah. Guys, if you've been putting off watching Snyder Cut, you got to watch it. Yeah. You got you, you just what you, else? you owe yourself. Dark Side. Dark Side was great. Dark Side was, was on great. screen for such a small period of time, but it was fucking perfect. Yeah. And his flashback fighting all yeah, of the like the old gods. And I was so that good. flashback was fantastic and it really you know in theatrical listen guys right now we're going to rag on theatrical a little bit but there are things yeah. about theatrical we prefer i love that we prefer i love brunch i love everything about that back and forth it's but it just it worked for the character i love it i love all of oh, that for flash yeah. yeah i love that he doesn't understand brunch flash i missed that flash probably Okay, a lot of his stuff was cut, but his character, I think, was least changed. I agree. Because because he is, in both versions, the most comedic. Yes, and I loved his um, stealing the hot dog. Always keep a hot dog in your pocket. Oh, yeah. I mean, that all, his, that worked just as well. His scene with Iris and everything, that was like completely, that was, that was like a really beautiful scene in yep. in uh Snyder Cut and then it re- it not only showed um his powers obviously it was our right. first showcase of his powers but it also once again like you were saying that, that that Zach gets these characters i mean it wasn't just that he was moving fast he was thinking fast he was thinking steps right. ahead um so yeah sure when i'm watching it i'm going why the fuck is he grabbing a hot dog this this is a little too silly and then the scene ends and i'm like oh god damn it barry allen he's quick get it yeah pun but also not a pun right what was i saying about something that we're about to rag a little bit on 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 theatrical oh yeah so so theatrical like kind of in in the whole setup of of this war with the gods and and the the ancient uh the ancients against steppenwolf at that point you know you diana tells you it was only by coming together that they were able to drive him back right in snyder cut you, you fucking see it you right. see that it was like all the kingdoms of man the gods uh yes. green lantern i mean we saw like a little bit of that in theatrical but not enough to get the message it wasn't of, just a lantern it was the lantern core yeah and it was the the guardians of oa were there and you see you see uh the 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 individual tribes of man right more clearly and what they're doing they bury the thing like three feet in the ground but you know what in both versions it's the last box found it's the last so box. take that Atlanteans. take that atlanteans and amazonians uh maybe you didn't all have to plunge into the ocean just bury it under three feet of dirt call it a day (laughs) like um yeah it's just those things that then you watch when you watch theatrical after the fact you're just like why why right because it can't just be to save time because instead you filled it with other things right so why well 
you know, you get these, there are tentpole moments from Snyder's cut that still remained in theatrical. Yes. But Joss Whedon wrote a different movie entirely and filmed different sequences around them. Mm -hmm. um, like the the Batman, like, what's your what's your superpower again? I'm rich. Yeah. That scene plays out. That whole encounter between Bruce and Barry is unchanged. Yeah. It's a little longer. A little longer. There's a couple more lines, the, but it's... The beats, the beats don't drop as well. Yeah. But it it's just it plays out exactly the same. It's just as funny. Mm -hmm. Um like the big tent pole moments are are the same. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say my two my two favorite moments. Ooh, let's of... do that. Let's let's play the game. Two favorite moments. Cool. Here we go. Two favorite moments. Three favorite moments. Three, favorite, three favorite moments. moments. Here we go. We're changing the rules already. Right? It's not, you know, it's not changing the rules. Um and they both Two of them center around Alfred. Okay, now is this theatrical or is this Snyder? Snyder. Okay. Fucking love Alfred. Alfred teaching Wonder Woman how to make tea. Yeah, that's great. Like some something so human and basic, like she just doesn't understand the fine point. That's like the, only that's a human the message being. Message of the movie in a small it's, little it's, scene. In a small little detail. Mm -hmm. Oh no! It's, it's too. The, the water's too hot. You're gonna scald the tea. That's the wrong cup. No. Okay. Too much water. Okay. You just step away. Yep. Step away. Yep. I I got this. Yep. It took. It took. Making tea is what I do. It took um a delicate hand. Yes. You know, took a Wonder Woman hand. is not delicate. No. Not delicate. She's not delicate. Not. She doesn't pirouette on top of tanks. No. She punches tanks into oblivion. Yeah exploding the person inside the tank. Yeah, and that's not how you make tea. Um, yeah, great scene. I was like shocked it. when she exploded the terrorist out the side of the building. Oh, yeah. She blew him up. That was horrific. She straight up blew, blew him to pieces mm -hmm. with her gauntlet strike thing. Yeah. And uh, exploded a lot of uh, terrorist heads against walls, too. That was, yeah. That was, and I think I said this in our 84 episode, like Wonder Woman, her, her compassion, her compassion is tempered only by her rage. Mm -hmm. And that's like what I love about, I don't think I said it the same way, but like, that's what I love about Wonder Woman. Like she doesn't lead with compassion. Yeah. She leads with strength. But like she, gen she genuinely cares. Yeah. Even if she doesn't understand why she cares. Yeah, absolutely. But that won't stop her from like ripping the head off of a terrorist. You know, speaking of Wonder Woman, <clears throat> not to bring it back to Wonder Woman 84, but Snyder Cut and Theatrical, watching them both so recently, it really makes me go to, to 84 again and go, why the fuck get rid of the sword and the shield? That is right. that is such compelling action scenes with Wonder Woman. Yep. And it makes her so unique to this to the to the whole superhero yes. stage and she's yep. so good at it like yeah like we're we're talking about poetry in motion when you're watching diana wield her weapons and i mean we all know at the core of it she is the weapon and they are extensions of her but god damn it is it artful yeah strong agree yeah. okay so you gave us the uh, my, you gave us the alfred my first one when Batman says, this is Alfred, I work for him. Yeah, I love that too. That is so gratifying yeah. for their journey mm -hmm. from BVS all the way through. Mm -hmm. 
uh, at this point now. I say all the way through, but over the course of two movies, yeah, that Batman's been wrong mm-hmm. all this time, all for decades. Let's say, yeah, he's he's straight off the course. Al- Alfred has never strayed from the mission. Batman strayed from the mission. Mm-hmm. This is Alfred. I work for him. Yeah, and then we're two hours and fifteen goddamn minutes into the movie before Batman puts on the bat suit. Oh, I didn't even realize that. And that was so fucking gravi- gr- uh, gratifying mm-hmm. as a fan. I loved if we're talking Batman for a second. And, and I loved that sequence on the fucking rooftop in theatrical. Oh, I did too. As a f- I did too. You're two hours into the movie before Batman suits up. Yeah. And that was gratifying it really establishes that his mission is not and it's it's in terms of framing that this is not batman's story yeah and that's what i that was one of my biggest joys of the movie was in let again we're talking gods right we're talking gods and batman is the the furthest thing on this team from a god yep um especially at this point in his story his his role and everyone has such an important role in this movie every single person on that team has has a role to play but and his role at the end of the day is to get the team together and at the end of the movie when it's literally gods fighting batman has the sense enough to stay away like he's he's like up on the edge of the reactor kind of looking down being like he takes out, out of my all league. the yeah. He takes out all the per- perimeter defenses yep. so they they can get inside. Yep. That's his and you know essentially a suicide mission. I can sacrifice. Oh, he's myself not expected for the to team. come back from the slide. No, no. Superman doesn't show up. He's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- you know he is for all intents and purposes. This is you know for the first time Batman's a supporting character in this story, mm-hmm. and it works. Oh, it works great. It works. Yeah. He, and he it was is, like, he is, he's okay. He's integral to the movie because he's our bridge to the gods. Right. But, but he knows that, okay, once we get this story going and we're all invested in the gods, this isn't my story no. anymore. This is not about right. me. And it's very gratifying to see that Batman. Yeah, I agree. Wrong. Agree. And it, it really harkens back. Do you remember the the finale of maybe it wasn't the finale. Maybe it was season two of jail JLU yeah. where dark side shows up. They have to fight him and Batman's like throwing batarangs at dark side and just getting pummeled. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And Superman's like that man will never give up until he draws his last breath from his body. Mm-hmm. Like you can't win dark side. And, and that was this Batman on screen, which is, something that no other director has like has done. And we talked about this in theatrical that we see a vulnerable Batman at the end of his career who like, how much longer can he do this? Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon does that with a conversation. Zack Snyder shows us that through the course of a movie. Yep. Batman can't hack it. No. If Alfred doesn't make his gauntlet thing, like I, <laughs> I love that Batman's gauntlets had a fucking story arc in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> And see, but and there's, and if there's, not for Alfred, those, Batman would have died an hour into this movie that, or two hours into the movie. That was 
appropriate levels of humor in this when when right. Wonder Woman's like, oh, energy absorbing uh, gauntlets. Oh, how original! Like to, to right. say Alfred. Um, I mean, that's fucking gratifying. That is, that is very much so. That's good storytelling. Um, so those are my, those are my uh, three. Those are my three favorite moments. Do I have uh, Do I have three favorite moments? That's that's the three that's moments the that stood out for me. I mean, in comparison, like it, to say that like Cyborg's story stood out. Well, it doesn't exist in one cut of the movie. Yep. It's amazing. I love it. I don't understand why they took it out. But when you're talking about framing of character developments and things that Zack Snyder, I will say he's a man who tells stories in the details. Mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. Yeah. That's something that's lost in in storytelling today. Um, I'm I'm really trying to think because I I was not I was not prepared for this. Um, I don't know. Maybe you'll have to come back to me. Maybe you'll sure. have to come back we can to do me. That. I mean, the, w- one thing that we haven't talked about yet that doesn't exist at all in theatrical is Flash uh, reversing time, and yeah. in that. Let's do it. In that final, in those final moments. I mean, okay, so so first off, Justice League loses. Yeah. They fail. Um, everybody dies. Everybody dies. And when we say everybody, everybody dies, we mean... Including Flash. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. Um, and then Flash, you know, taps him the speed force and he starts going back in time. And, How or, far does he go back? I mean... It's Superman, it's Superman 2. No, uh, Superman 3. Superman run flies backwards and changes the rotation of the earth and tur- and turns back time to go and save Lois. So there you go. So it's established in in DC lore. Yes, so, you can do this. So he so he starts going back and they and they were smart. That was not the first time he did it cuz he did it when they were right. resurrecting Superman. So it was Superman. it was already established yep. in the movie. But gosh, when he's when he's doing that run and he's pushing himself so hard and he's just like thinking and talking or monologuing like to his father that like his body's breaking, his body's and breaking dying. and, and you know, his arc is, is, you know, from his father that like, you know, you're, you could go so far. You could, you you're not, backwards. you're not pushing yourself. Yep. And, and now he's pushing himself further than any person on the planet in these right. nanoseconds. And that his thoughts are of his father and saying, like, you know, I just hope you know that I was I was one of them, you know, and I was I was the one pushing forward. And I mean. So you compare you compare that to like him saving the truck full of Russian families like, oh, no comparison. You know, well, there is a comparison. comparison. And we're doing it. Joss told us the story once. People didn't like it the first time around in Age of Ultron. Wait, which, wait, what? Um, Joss gave us that Russian family in the form of like Hawkeye helping all the Sokovians and people didn't like it then. And he gave it to us a second time and surprise, people didn't like it a second time. Yeah, people just don't like like uh, Eastern Europeans slash Russians. It's just, yeah. Yeah. There you go. I guess that's the big takeaway. Cities on them. You drop cities on them. That's what they're good for. That's apparently what they're good for. Um, That's what Joss Whedon's telling me. Yeah. It really is in theatrical. It was it was just like, okay, it's not believable that Steppenwolf can actually beat the Justice League. So we need something holding the Justice right. League back when they're here. This one 
Russian family. This one Russian family and a whole building of, of Russians as well that <laughs> Superman flies by. Because in theatrical, like Superman lands and it's like, all right, we're going to win. And then immediately Superman's like, oh, wait, I have civilians to save. It's like, right. really? Because if you just beat him right now, that would also save they're, the civilians. They're safe. Yeah. But okay, fine. Go ahead. Do your Superman thing. Um, Smell that. Fear. But in this movie, like, <laughs> again, we're talking gods. We're talking gods. We're we're talking now at a at a god level of of beings, and I think that's just what I really liked about the Snyder Cut was that we're not telling a, a great we're not telling a boots on the ground story. We're we're talking about right. these deities coming down basically. And but I think it's a great segue into part four sketch. Oh. Delicious. So dark. So dark. It's so dark, guys. It's like 72% cacao. That's <laughs> that's dark. Sketch, I love what you're talking. This is not a boots on the ground story, but it's a universe that shows us like an invincible on Amazon Prime is getting all kinds of praise for this now. That like in invincible. Invincible does something that the MCU doesn't do. It shows you the body count, the collateral damage of heroes Mm -hmm. and these fights and these events. I 100% agree with that. I think it's great praise. So does the DCEU. Yeah. It's it's all about collateral collateral damage and body counts. We don't have that Russian family. Yeah, I thought we didn't like that. I thought it was too dark. I thought that that doesn't work. But there's still a huge body count in this movie. Big body count like collateral damage galore but we're not we're not seeing that through boots on the ground we're seeing that through the lens of these gods that can't be bothered Mm -hmm. unless unless they choose to care unless they choose to be bothered unless they choose to be bothered because they don't need to be bothered that's the power that they're learning to wield they already have the crazy power they already have the crazy exactly do do they have the do they care enough to intervene on the behalf of mortals because they don't have to. Yeah. Doesn't affect them. Yeah. What what is it? Uh it you know, spoilers for Invincible. Didn't think we were going there, but but here we, we are, guys. For, we live for five thousand years. Like at best, you're like pets to me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like think think about Wonder Woman, who's like five thousand years old. Yeah. All of these people are blips in the screen for her. Yep. Like, why is she so fucking hung up on Steve Trevor? Yeah, she knew him for like four days. Like what's which is, what is that? To her of, is yeah. seconds. 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 So I mean, I I find really that very pilot. compelling. And that's probably the most ridiculous thing about the MCU is there's a very low like there's low I've said this before. It's a, it's a universe without consequence. Well, that was our big remember that was troubling. our big issue with with Civil War. I mean, was that Right. Rhodey's walking by the end of the yeah, spoilers well, Civil War Rhodey gets paralyzed. None of this had an None impact. Of you know, at, at least at the end of BVS, or as I like to call it, Orphan versus Refugee, you had someone <laughs> dead, you know? And and the consequences of that is now that Earth is open for business. Yes, and the consequences of the end of that movie is is this movie. This movie. And it's your fault, Batman. Um, and it's your fault. It's your fucking fault. And, it, and your journey is rectifying it, fixing that wrong, as you say. Oh, if only we had any kryptonite weapons, Master Wayne. Yeah. Oops. Oopsies. You had all the weapons you needed to fight this thing. Yep. But if only. Um, this is Alfred. I work for him. 
Yeah, Alfred. Um, Alfred did great. And I'm, I'm serious. Everyone, everyone came out better. Shall we talk the, the, you know, the, the comeuppance? Oh, I love a good comeuppance. Of, of, like de- deliciously dark. You mean the, the, the big comeuppance at the end? Oh, the big comeuppance. Loved it. I've probably watched just that. I've rewatched it a couple times. Two minute, whatever, like sequence. It's beautiful and it's awesome and it's deliciously it's dark. It's deliciously dark. 72% cacao. Theatrical. Superman beats up Steppenwolf. Yeah. And, and and Steppenwolf the starts to feel like he's going to lose, so he starts to fear, and then the parademons come. They feel fear. Yeah. And the parademons eat him. Um, push him, unclear. push him back to the portal. I mean, it is in in a lot of ways. They attack him. It's it's it is it's unclear. It's a very Marvel esque. It is a very Marvel esque. I mean, it's it's not a clear death. You could easily say he survived because he kind of like ports away and brings everyone with him. But you could also make the vague argument that he's dead. Um, but you you see none of it. I mean, it's right. In, in looking back now, it's it's <laughs> it's unsatisfying. Yeah, Snyder cut satisfying. Holy, uh... it's the Snickers of comeuppance. It's satisfying. The sequence of events. Uh, everybody gets a shot in. Everyone gets a shot. What? Uh, Aquaman okay. impales him. Aquaman, because I, I very recently watched this. Impales so, like, him and lifts him up. Yeah, because because Superman has like used his uh, heat vision. He's heat he's vision he's cut off a his horn yeah. and like demolished his his armor. And yeah. as Steppenwolf is starting to like really go like, how dare you? And like he doesn't get to finish, just trident through the chest from behind. Yeah. And and uh and and Aquaman hoists him above, right? Yeah. And then Superman flies in and just clocks him as hard as possible towards the the gate, you know, where Darkseid yeah. is. And, and and as he's going through, yep. Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman sees it in her, like you know, we've established that she like sees things and she plans out all of her moves and everything. And she jumps up, takes her sword, which thankfully she has. She doesn't yes. fucking lasso him or wing him. The, she could have used the, the shield. She could have used she the shield. Made it work. She could have made. The um, guys, spoiler slicing. for Captain America: uh, the, the Falcon <laughs> Winter Soldier. Anyway, um, slices oh, through Spoilers. his neck as he's flying, decapitates decapitates him. him both his head the and head? his body go through the yes. gate through the gate his head rolls yeah. across the floor yep. of dark side's palace yep. it's stopped by dark side's boot just by boot stopping it like a like a like a soccer ball just yeah dink. yep and then steps, steps on, on it, it. <laughs> breaking <laughs> like breaking <laughs> the other the horn that's left and you know yeah. like he, he, there's no coming back pancakes him and uh yeah, and, curb stomp. And Dark Side is just like, oh fuck these guys. Oh motherfuckers. Guys. I'm coming back. And but but also it's not just about these guys because we're talking gods here. So this is another god. And you know, we haven't talked about it you yet. Thought but he was a god, he wasn't a they, god. I'm a god, motherfuckers. I'll be back. Steppenwolf has discovered on Earth the uh what do they call it? Anti life anti life equation, which is all that dark side wants and so now it's like okay yes. well we gotta get there we gotta get there we gotta go get and anti-life we, we don't need steppenwolf anymore 
spoiler alert, he wins. Yeah. That's Batman's nightmare sequence. It's not a nightmare sequence. It is time unraveling. Yeah. Because of Flash. It's so dark. It's so dark. So we end the movie thinking like they went Batman. Everybody's standing on top of the thing. Batman's like, I'm old. I can't get out. That while Superman is punching and everything's happening, like Batman is rightfully far away. Like he's Batman spends the whole fight climbing out of the cooling tower. And it's just like trying to get away. I need to get as far away from this as possible. Cause I'm Batman. It'll be. Do you bleed? <laughs> something's bleeding. Oh, something's definitely bleeding. They should have, have ad ADR'd that as he's like climbing up the tower. Oh, something's definitely, something's bleeding. definitely bleeding. Yep. Yep. Um, that was another dark sequence. It played out much darker than in theatrical. Oh yeah. His fight with the Justice League. Yeah. It plays out almost exactly similar, but it it's not bad ADR. There's no CGI upper lip, and it just. It just plays better. I don't know why. And, and super and super well, Superman's dialogue in in Justice League in that scene is is it's is comical. rough. I mean, yeah. it's like you won't let me live. You won't let me die. die. And I was like, okay, so badly covering his accent it, because he's also being it, British in Mission Impossible. Just back, like yeah, yeah, man. Um, whereas I think he just. Does he even say I don't anything? Think he says anything. It's just crazy. He's just rebooting. Um, you know what I picked up on on Snyder Cut that I didn't that I didn't pick up on originally, and then What's it isn't theatrical too. You know how Barry says, and I think he only actually says it in theatrical, but he says, "Uh, full full disclosure, I've never actually done anything before. I just kind of run and yeah. push people." Push people. I didn't realize yeah. that when he when he goes up against Superman, all he does is run up to Superman and try to push and him, push him, and yeah, pushing the immovable force is what sends him flying. <laughs> That's that's good. Amazing. I love it. Great. Great. Well, in actually, no, in theatrical, he doesn't push Superman. Oh, Superman. Superman swings at him. Oh, and, and he, he like stumbles. Yeah, he stumbles. He stumbles to like miss being hit by Superman in Snyder Cut. Yeah, he, pushes he pushes him, but Superman can't like, be pushed. Oh shit. Yeah. I love that. Plays so much better. That was that was great. That was great. Yeah, it's it is so dark. Like, ah. Oh. So deliciously dark. Oh, and even when like Barry Allen gets shot at the end, and you're and I was like, oh shit, are we Barry died in this movie? Are we seeing the Barry end of straight Barry? up died? And yep. he's like pleading with himself to heal. Like yeah. I was like, this is getting can heavy. I do what I'm going to do before I bleed out? Yeah. Will I heal fast enough? Yeah. Let's find out. Let's find out. But I the conceit of the movie is. You think they they do the hero cut. It's exactly the same as in theatrical, except they haven't like CG made Superman suit red and blue. Yep. It's all black and black and silver. And there's no booyah. There's no booyah. But there's a fist bump. There's a fist bump. An earned, you, earned fist it, bump. It ends thinking they've won, but no. Mm-hmm. They've actually brought about the events. If they had left Superman dead, yeah. everything would have been okay. Yeah. But by bringing Superman back to life, the like the nightmare sequence is no longer a possible reality. Yeah, yeah. The mother box tells them it's now inevitable. It's now inevitable. You said it. It, It's the classic. You've you've set in in motion the events that you've you've been trying to avoid. Everything you've done to avoid this situation is what led you directly to the situation. 
and and Batman's nightmares now make they're not nightmares. It is time echoing back on itself mm-hmm. because because events are changing. And this this we talked about this in Back to the yeah, Future. Yeah, we did just talk about this. At what point yeah. do the effects of the changes you've made correct or alter your perception of reality? And that is what Bruce is actually experiencing. Yeah. Like these are possibility. If you do every time he takes a step towards this possible reality, he has a quote unquote nightmare and it like echoes back through into his present. Yeah. That's good storytelling. That is good storytelling. Did not make sense in BVS. No. Did not make sense in theatrical. Oh, wait, are you talking about Orphan versus Refugee? Be- yes. Okay. Sorry. OVR. Orphan versus- I OVR. love that. That's. Um, that's fantastic sketch we need it that's a shirt i was thinking i and i was thinking about that <laughs> earlier because i was thinking like oh i forgot that bvs is really just two orphans going after each other and then yep. i was like well how come i never think of i never think of superman as an orphan and i go oh because he he after he fled his planet he was adopted and i you know technically he's still an orphan but he had a family growing up and then he's i went orphan wait refugee. a minute did no one adopt bruce like they just gave Bruce to the Alfred. butler and was like, "All right, you're rich, you'll be fine and well yeah. adjusted." And to to Alfred's he credit, he makes a mean cup. Of tea. He does a great job, but I mean, yeah. the bat thing. I mean, that's a knock. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and Jeremy Irons that, as Alfred. Oh, the casting across the board is just great. Jeremy Irons, Jeremy Irons, and Ben Affleck have such great chemistry. Yeah. I'm it sad is... that we're not getting the the batman that's what i always come back to that's what i always come i'm so sad that we don't get more of that maybe Uh, affleck has said publicly if if zach is in he's in well let's get the internet involved come on toxic i mean well i mean now now we're now we're trending hashtag restore the snyder verse wow and uh and let's jump on that jello hashtag ray porter release the fisher Jared Leto, Affleck, Godot, they're they're all supporting Momoa, restore the Snyder Cup. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg, restore the Snyder Cup. Mm, okay. I'm I'm I keep coming back to this this idea that these actors have gone on to different things. They have Academy Awards, they have their own film franchises. They must have really enjoyed working on these films. I think they believe that. They I think they believe believed in what, what Zach was trying to do. And I mean, he seems to be a really great guy from everything you read. Right. He has so many people just kind of saying like, what else can I say? He's just a really good guy. Right. Like, like, um, you know, to the, an actor, the tone like, of I his thought... movies does not match like his right. demeanor the, and the right. way he and treats the, people and the loyalty that people have towards him. Yeah. And I want to work with, with Zack Snyder. Maybe he can make the Snyder cut. Of geeking out with shades and sketch. He's an LTL. I think so. Oh but, man, that would be amazing. And I mean, not to um, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to to bring us down and everything, but you know, with everything that happened with Autumn and this, this terrible tragedy in his life, you know, you know, according to to what what I've read and what we've read, Autumn was the the yeah. fan of this. This this was a this was her world this was her world this was this was a a connection that he had with her and and i think 
I think that's palpable when you see the care and the attention yeah. to detail that goes into this. Like, like um, there's stakes in it yeah. for him. This this is what Autumn loved, and so he has I also do it right. said exactly. But and he has also said there isn't enough money in the world that would make him go back to this. Yeah. <laughs> We'll see if that's true. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not mean. I, I don't even mean future projects. I mean like coming back to yeah, finish no, this, this. Coming back to the finish this project. Yeah, um, I think this was the closure. Yeah, and, and I think if there is such a thing, a lot of the things that we're 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 commending here, it, this attention to detail, this really in depth storytelling, and and this um, loyalty to the characters. I think at least in some part and i would argue a large part it comes from that place that place of of love and 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 connection so, yeah yeah i strong agree sketch i 100% agree yeah. um and you know to come back to theatrical it really theatrical really plays as a cartoon in in comparison it is it is like adam west level campy when when you compare the two side by side and there again i i can acknowledge that they both exist yeah i have a clear preference after having watched oh yeah watched I, I, I have a clear preference but again well maybe now's a good time what, what's something from theatrical that you you prefer i I've, i i i felt that some of the relationship between flash and cyborg was missing in in snyder cut it, or it's certainly different yeah there was there was like the, there was more heart i mean you could kind of see where it came from because they had to pull back so much of flash and cyborg that they kind of were just like all right well let's put our attention into flash and cyborg right um and so yeah i i i agree with that um they're definitely fleshed out more individually in snyder right Cut, less so as a you know budding friendship and, and right and i liked that aspect that like even even these super powered like you you can be part of a team you can still be alone you can still feel you it was a very human experience yeah for those characters in theatrical i liked that i missed it mm-hmm. uh the end credit scene between flash and flash superman. superman yeah i mean Man, that's just. I like, I really thought. Like I really thought us. when the movie ended that was still going to be, yeah. in Snyder Cut. Yeah, I do Somehow, remember. Even in the though it going, was like, oh no, okay, I took it out. Yeah, it yeah. does. Again, it doesn't fit. It does not fit. But um, it was so. It was so. Uh, what's what's the word I want to use? It was. So, it was iconic. Yeah, iconic, iconic. That's the that's the perfect word. I mean, it was it was so true for the fans, like yep. to to get that little scene. It was a great moment. Um, which you're almost like, wow, Joss, you made that one, huh? Yeah. Okay, cool. Good job. Thank you. Good job, Joss. Um, I'll tell you one of the things that I I liked Please. in um in in theatrical. We we touched upon it, but the soundtrack. When I rewatched yeah. the theatrical, I was like, oh yeah, they did such a nice job of tying in the the um the older 
like the musical. John Williams yeah. Superman, the Danny Elfman Batman. Batman yeah, bringing in Wonder Woman's score from the from... way they altered it to fit yep. more thematically and instrumentally. There was something to that, to those musical cues, where you know we we talk about how it was it was such a task to introduce all these right. characters and to make it feel established. Just with those musical cues, the music helped. I felt like, okay, yeah, I know. I know. Which is really interesting because Zack Snyder started as a uh, music video mm -hmm. director. Yeah. He's a guy that like likes and uses a needle drop mm -hmm. um, effectively. But I, I, I got to say, I think the, the theatrical score worked a lot better than the Junkie XL stuff. No, I, I did not work. I, for me I at agree. All. I, I agree with that. Um, you got another thing that that worked for you, sketch in theatrical over. Okay, theatrical, the, theatrical, especially in retrospect, has too much humor. I I appreciate, yeah, that that we 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 pumped more in. When you see what Zach's final vision was, you go, "Wow, okay, this doesn't all belong." But some of the jokes really land for me in theatrical. Yeah. And that uh, like I have I have a fun time I have a fun time yeah. um and I think I agree I think I texted you because it because it it did make me laugh out loud when when um Barry Allen is talking about all the way all the reasons why he shouldn't go in and fight because he's, yes! he's afraid of bugs and he's afraid of aliens and he's afraid of really tall people and then later <laughs> like within the same fight but minutes later you've forgotten about it but batman yep. is crawling up with the nightcrawler out of the tunnel and steppenwolf lands on the nightcrawler and batman just goes jesus he is tall like that's <laughs> yeah. that's well-written humor and unlike some of the other things that batman says you like that's something you believe batman that's, that's, would say that's a bat that's a batman that's level a batman joke. quip yeah, yeah that's a batman quip yeah i shouldn't say a yeah. joke i should just say like a Equip. Exactly. That's that's like a a that's a, like the appropriate level of humor Batman should get mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. like observational humor, yeah. objective humor. Yeah, like, just a callback yeah, to something some, some, yeah. someone else somebody said, else said. And <laughs> just realizing and being like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. Um, I'll, something that didn't work in Snyder Cut for me. Yeah, Zack Snyder is a guy who loves slow motion. No, oh, yeah, he does. There's a lot of slow mo. I think 13 minutes of Snyder cut is in slow motion. Yeah, I was going to say, you could make this a three hour movie without cutting anything. Just like 13 minutes of it are in slow motion. And when flash runs, mm -hmm. he is in slow motion. Yeah. So when everything else goes to slow motion, it, it kind of breaks the, the visual world building that he's doing. Yeah. Like when, when the movie goes to slow motion and everything's in slow motion, Flash just shouldn't be there. Right. Yeah. Because whenever Flash moves, he's in slow motion. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. So it, you just shouldn't see him. He should just be a blur. Having all of the slow motion all over the place, even when Flash yeah. isn't yeah, like on when screen uh, or Aquaman's doing walking and he smashes. Yeah. Like, why is that in it, slow? It's beautiful. It takes it's away beautiful. from Flash's right. momentum again. Pun, but we'll we'll say it. And like, 
I even have that. I even have that thought in like Wonder Woman's terrorist um, scene where, where, and I, it's a double edged sword for me. So many puns, so many puns, but <laughs> the, you know how fast she's thinking, how everything's slowing down. I am thinking to myself, like she's like flash level right. speed at that when she's going through blocking all the bullets. Well, they're bracers, <laughs> and I, I think theatrical did slow that down a bit it felt faster like the bullet blocking yes it's not in slow-mo i i don't think in theatrical it's like super fast right because we're seeing like we're seeing it the way the guy the shooter is the terrorist yeah Yeah. Um, and in snyder cut we see it through diana's point of view yeah or at least we see more of it through her point of view like yeah going through so yeah see all of it detracts from like what flash is going to bring to the table right eventually now, mm-hmm. I will say, as someone who like grew up on comics, the thing that you look for in a comic book, the thing that you geek out in a comic book is when you turn the page and you get your splash page. Mm-hmm. You get a, a you, know, you open up and like there's just it takes up two pages. This sequence just of just beautiful art. Yeah, that like is just some kind of like action sequence that take, you know, a splash page. If you know what a splash splash page page is, if you don't know what it is, Google it. Yeah. Imagine like a centerfold for geeks. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Sometimes it's the cover. You like the splash pages, the cover it unfolds and it's like three pages long. Or, um, when they did battle for the cowl, you laid all the covers together and it was a giant slash splash page of all the characters. Anyway, that's how like, Zach's use of slow motion is how that kind of plays out to mm-hmm. me. Like if you were going to, in a movie convey what a splash page is like the slow motion effects, like when the waves come up and like engulf aqua smashing the bottle, like it's like a yeah. splash yeah. page. No, in I, motion. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I a hundred percent agree with you. It's, it's so, a visual like, represent. It's a, it's a, um, a video representation of yeah. the, the still yeah that still and so again it's like this is a guy who gets comic books mm-hmm. in a way that a lot of directors don't mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not without its problems and like it, it it's problematic but it's also beautiful it's it, it it's not as problematic as the example i'm about to say but i mean slow is to Zack snyder as explosions are to michael bay i yes. mean you know it's going to be in the movie and you know it's going to be gratuitous Ooh. In a four-hour movie, like thirteen minutes, thirteen minutes of it being in slow motion is gratuitous. Yeah, because at some point you're like, okay, I do have things to do. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I do have a life. There are mere mortals here that need to get to work. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's another thing I liked in theatrical, and it actually comes from the same scene of of Jesus. He is tall. Is um. I I really liked, and I thought it it did a nice job with Batman. When Flash is like frozen because he doesn't know what to do, and Batman kind of gives them the pep talk of like, just save, save one, one just person. save one person. Yep. And, and Flash is like, well, the, what, what, then what? You'll know. Yeah. You'll know. And like that was, you saw a little bit of like what you imagined Batman was like with Robin. Yep. You know, and you just you just saw that yes. part. You saw that Batman in that in that moment, and you didn't get that Batman at Snyder Snyder cut. You, I love the. Nope. I still love the Batman's. You did get in Snyder Cut, yep, but I missed. I missed that because um, I. I just really. Again, that's that slowed it down in that moment 
where the personal stakes yep. were, were, were on the line. But I guess, you know, to play my own devil's advocate, I mean, you get the personal stakes be in, in Snyder Cut instead because um, Cyborg is so much more invested in saving his father and getting everybody right. out. So, right. you know, half of one, half of the other, you you pick what you like better. But I did, exactly. well, I did like art that with subjective. Flesh. Yep. Art is subjective. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, theatrical, yeah, I, I don't know that I like it better, but I did. It's a different way of conveying Batman's mortality yeah. and his relationship with Wonder Woman. I appreciated it. I will say I missed that scene between Bruce and Diana. Mm. Doesn't fit tonally with Snyder Cut yeah. at all. Yeah. I liked that scene. There and there's a different scene where they like both go to reach for a mouse. Like, so we get that there's like respect and attraction, but there's a different kind of and some people find it cringeworthy. It is kind of like a meat cute thing, but you get this Batman is Diana's lesser. Yeah. There's no way around yeah. it. And it's like it's a complete reversal on like the like the man who takes care of the woman like diana's gonna put his shoulder back in the socket yeah like that's if you're batman if you're like this very like masculine brawler physically intimidating that like you are you can't keep up your body's breaking and you're way past your prime and even your prime wouldn't have been good enough your prime wouldn't have been good enough and you you can't do it anymore yeah and and she knows you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like this is for this Batman. Yeah. This is like this is the definition of impotence and ineffectiveness. Oh yeah. And I I liked that. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, theatrical. How much, I do. How think, much longer can you do this? Theatrical. I do think did a better job of the Bruce and Diana relationship. I agree. Um, yeah. And I liked that it established Diana as the leader yeah, of the Justice. That that. And that that was completely made for theatrical, according to watching Snyder, is that Batman the whole time, other than getting the team together, was also pushing, pushing Diana, Diana to, to, to lead it, to lead it, to, to step out of the shadows, which is yeah. I mean, this is Batman telling you to step out of the shadows <laughs> like the world doesn't need me. The world, the, the world needs a, a symbol. They had that in Clark. Yep. You, I can't do that. And it's right. not it's not. I can't throw a punch like Clark. Uh, I can't, I can't hold my own against aliens. I, like Clark. I don't have the human connections. Yeah, I don't have the, the interpersonal skills. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really liked and appreciated that in, in theatrical. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think the Snyder cut does that. Well, it doesn't do it because it was setting up Batman's inevitable death. Right. That Batman would have to sacrifice himself right. to reset the timeline. He has to die so that Superman can live. And that will inspire Superman to not fall to dark side. There you go. Do do you have, um, because now we've been praising theatrical, the things that we like in it. Do you, do you have something that stands out to you as like cringe in theatrical? Cause something really stood out to me that was, I like 
cringed when I saw it in theatrical. Oh man, I didn't, I watched this a long time okay, ago. Should no, I tell the, you? Well, like the 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 criminal that Batman hunts at the beginning, that whole exchange is cringeworthy. Yeah. Uh, I got a I got a cringier like, thing. Affleck off the wagon, like poor guy had clearly been hitting the bottle pretty hard and was out of the gym when he had to come back on set is pretty cringeworthy. Okay. I got something that um, cringes me the most. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. And it's again, I maybe I just really like this tunnel scene. Uh, it's from the Jesus he is tall. Oh, it, oh, when Flash when falls Flash on top falls of on Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman that is oh, unforgivable. Boy. Oof. I was yeah. uh I, I, oh, I don't that is not okay uh, yeah because that is and, not okay and i was just coming off of how much i i respected what they did with wonder woman in theatrical even though i yeah. think they did her better in snyder there's still so snyder, much yeah. good in theatrical but yeah. that was a big that step cringeworthy that, and that's like, that is that's like old out of touch lazy shtick. Yeah. that's not it's like Jesus i almost want to attribute that to like a Jeff Johns uh, or like the studio being like, that'll be funny. But like, maybe based on everything I'm hearing about Joss Whedon. Well, didn't, didn't, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Did Joss Whedon do age of Ultron? Yes. They do the same thing in age of Ultron. Bruce same Banner falls on, yeah. on, um, falls on Scar- Scarlet, uh, uh, Black Widow, Black Widow, Scarlet yes. Johansson. Yeah. This could get confusing. Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Scarlet, uh, he falls on Black Widow yes, and has the, the same, same exact. So yes. I don't, I lean more towards that as a Joss thing. Oh, it's, oh, it's definitely Joss. Yeah. And I, there, there's a lot of his storytelling and world building that I, that I really love. Yeah. It's hard to same like way. reconcile what I'm learning about the man with the worlds he's created. Yeah. So yeah, that was, so, that yeah, was that is, biggest. that feels 100% Jaws. It's so cringe worthy. You are 100% right and it just felt like such it's such a disservice oh. for everybody but like yeah obviously especially Wonder can you Woman imagine and being the and everything that she's done yeah <laughs> having already shot that mo- like the movie and been done with and they have to come back and fill that bullshit i don't know i don't know if this is true i i read a rumor so i should probably try to confirm this for the midstream but i i read that gal Gadot refused to do that and that it was the yes. stunt double that did the Ooh, yeah it's possible um i know she filed a complaint with the studio so that i mean that should that should automatically raise a red flag if if that's your idea for the movie and your actress is like mm, no that's fucking gross i don't want to do that um plus just juxtapose it to what happens in snyder cut where she falls down the tunnel and instead of flash falling on her and ooh awkward she like slices through like three parademons on the way down and saves flash uh that is that is not a rumor sketch ooh. that is documented there you go wonder woman actor gal gadot refused to shoot a sexualized scene in justice league and director joss whedon went ahead and shot it with a body double there you go so not yep. the stunt. and she and she complained to the studio over it yeah yep there you go she refused to shoot that was yep yeah. Yep, that stuck out to me like a force sore thumb when I rewatched theatrical. Yep, 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 yep. Well, does that bring us? Do you think to um part? I think five? that brings us to mm-hmm. p- part five epilogue. 
You're sli- I'll fucking kill you. You're starting. You're starting to turn into uh, the superhero cafe. Because I'm Batman. Martha. My mother, Martha. Oh, I'm. I'm rebooting. Don't come in. I'm rebooting. <laughs> the Martha box. <laughs> All right. Epilogue. Now, do you mean like the epilogue of the entire experience, or the epilogue of the the movie? The- sure, both. Okay. I fucking love that scene. I was not a big fan. I love. I love both epilogues i like the restored non 80 yard version of deathstroke and oh. there's two epilogues yeah, yeah i like the non 80 version 80 yard version where De- where uh lex yep. bruce wayne's batman yeah. setting up affleck's batman movie yep. which the whole concept of which was is based around the arkham origins video game fight between Deathstroke Ooh. and Batman. Oh, that's cool. That was the whole setup of the movie. Yeah. Um in in this version, you know, Batman has done something to Deathstroke. Maybe he's the cause of the loss of his eye. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. But the the Batman movie puts Batman in Arkham City. I'm sorry, in Arkham Asylum and he has to fight his way out. Deathstroke's orchestrating the whole thing. Yeah. That's the conceit of that. I thought that was fucking awesome. The movie, and then nightmare the, sequence. The movie really has three endings. Like it's kind of like over the rings. Yeah. Because you got Batman with um Martian Manhunter. Yes. And then you have the Deathstroke. <laughs> Which one. is fucking Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna need a minute. I just woke up. Yeah. I, just give me a minute. Yeah, because you, you get this idea that Batman's like, I thought I thought we've established that I'm way out of my league now. Like yeah. why why am I the one okay. you're coming to? What, uh, okay, sure. Um, so you have that ending, then you have the Thanks the Deathstroke ending that yep. we did get in theatrical. Yes, with different dialogue. With different dialogue, but at, a league of our own. At least we got it. And then nightmare sequence. Nightmare sequence, which I, uh, you know, I'll go on record as saying, like, I spent most of that sequence just like, what the what fuck. The fuck? Yeah, what 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 the fuck is going on? And I get that it's setting up where the, where the story was going, and yeah, I, I get all of that. But I don't know. I will say, I want more of Jared Leto as the Joker. Wow, seeing it though, wow, it's a big one eighty on Suicide Squad put, for me because I did not, I did not enjoy his Joker in Suicide Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I I feel totally different after seeing this Joker. Yeah. With all of the the GCPD badges, he's wearing Gordon's badge. Oh, I didn't realize it was Gordon's. I don't like that. He's got all of them. He's got like one of them's Gordon's though. Uh, so it's commissioner. Oh no! He's wearing all the badges. Oh no! I don't like and that. I, I did like you know the last like as as she was dying in my dar- arms. Harley Quinn made me promise to kill you. Yeah, I did, like that. I, I did, I did like that. I did. That was. I mean, yeah. I I I loved. Like everything else was kind of like, eh, this is bizarre. This is fucking weird. But like, I'm glad Batfleck and Joker got to have that exchange. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it, they weren't on set together. Yeah, that, that blows me away that you say that. Those guys have gravitas. Yeah. They made that fucking work. Yeah. And then the card, like taking the card, like, I'm going to take that. Yeah. Put a pin in it. Yeah. I mean, I, you. You, you know, that was going to pay off big. Now, and not so much, um, but yeah, I don't know. I I I didn't need it. Oh. I didn't need the that. Yeah, you didn't. 
Um, I already had my ending. I was yep. happy. I was pleased. That opened it back up in a way I didn't want it to open up. I don't know why I just thought of it. Um, not to backtrack to like things that worked better in theatrical from Snyder Cut. Um, Mara. Mara's like British accent in Snyder Cut is fucking atrocious. Oh, and I like that was what, bad. what I did like in Snyder Cut was that you got William, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I gotta go see Volko introducing the armor and the yep. the, the story Instead of, of that. Um, but it did kind of convey the relationship that Mara had with with his mom, that she would have been raised by Nicole Kidman, yeah, who had that accent. Yeah, well, I got what they were doing. That's true. It was just not good. That's true. Yeah, and then I guess Mara was going to be big in the nightmare sequence. In the nightmare she's sequence, yeah. Carrying around a big jugs of water. Yep. Because she's like Kataring it throughout the. Uh... Well, it doesn't look like there's a lot of water. No, no, no. There's that not was a like lot the, of ocean. I that mean, was the bay between Gotham and Metropolis. It is waterless. Unfathomable. There's another pun yeah. for you. I'm so full of puns this episode. You are. That she's still alive in this desert world. She's still alive in this desert world. Something's hey, she gonna... did all right in Aquaman in the desert. Yeah, but I mean, there was no water there. It was one adventure. We're talking about living in this post-apocalyptic desert world, like Mad Max style. <laughs> like, I just feel at some point she's going to be caught without water, and then she's—I agree. She's and then she's she's, she's a fish without water. But isn't her power? Isn't her power to create air pockets? Yeah. Well, I think I think what any sense. Well, what, what doesn't make sense to me is, I think what we're supposed to believe is that her she can manipulate water, right? She's like she's a water right, bender, yeah, she yeah. can move water around. But what what doesn't make any sense to me is that when they're so far underwater and she manipulates water to like make an air bubble, like where's that fucking where air did, coming where did it come from? from? Like, yeah. yeah, you're not on the surface and then manipulating a bubble down into the water. You're on the bottom of the ocean. Maybe Atlantis has the mechanics of the water level in Mario mm, or Sonic. Maybe there are these little Sonic bubble little areas bubbles? and she's finding them all. You can, just, you can just grab one and then she's opening them. Maybe she has a hammer space yeah. type sack of air bubbles. Yeah. I would love it if Echo the Dolphins went by in that scene and you were just like, <laughs> oh my God, they're bringing in the extended Sega universe. This is amazing. Secret Agent Echo. I fucking loved that DC, game. DCSU. The DC Sega oh. Universe. Guys, Bring make it, it happen. I'm on board. Hashtag, make it happen. Hashtag. Hashtag Echo Cut. Hashtag Echo Cut. Get it trending, guys. Oh, that's priceless. Uh, Yeah. I didn't need it. I enjoyed it. I guess we'll differ there. Yeah, I, I didn't need it, and I didn't enjoy it so the elements of it i did enjoy like you said like yeah. the harley quinn line and and stuff like that but and then i also felt sour because i was like why are we so why are we setting up if we're not doing this yeah this feels this feels bad this feels mean this part feels mean um but but who, but who knows what a crazy world we live in with the dc universe so uh, last i looked a couple days ago Warner Brothers Entertainment and HBO Max are in a bit of a kerfuffle. Okay. Because WB maintains that theatrical is canon. Mm -hmm. They're moving ahead with everything they've been doing. More towards the Shazam Aquaman tone, Wonder Woman 84. Mm. HBO Max maintains that Snyder Cut is theatrical and they want more. They want Affleck's The Batman series. They want Justice League two three and four 
They want more. Yeah. And both Warner Brothers and HBO Matt HBO are both part of Time Warner, the parent company. Oh god, this is going to get confusing. Time Warner owns Warner Brothers and HBO. Warner Brothers owns DC. Time Warner owns everything. So we we really anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can fucking happen. Well, I think this whole this whole event has proven that anything can happen. Add to the mix, they have already retconned the Batman. Oh. To say that the Batman takes place on Earth Two. Oh my gosh, Oliver! Oliver put all this uh, consolidated everything. He did consolidate, but there is a new Earth 2, which is where Stargirl takes place. Oh, right, Stargirl. Which is problematic. Sorry, Oliver. So they've already come out and said this is like an Elseworld, takes place on another another Earth. And now Flash's movie, which is finally into production, is bringing back the Batman of Earth 89, Michael Keaton. Mm Mm-hmm. And and Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck, yeah. in the Flashpoint. I'm movie, all in for that. Which is going to launch the multiverse, multiple Batman, multiple Earth. Anything can be anywhere. And to me, this is the best of both worlds because this happens all the time in comics. There are multiple versions of everything, and at least in movies and TV, you've always had like that. This is the version of the character. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's silly. Like, yeah, in this day and age, we don't need to do that. We don't. And DC has always done Elseworld. Mm -hmm. They've always had like what ifs, Superman, Red Sun, Gotham by Gaslight, um, multiple versions in Earths of Catwoman, a version where Batman and Catwoman have a kid named Helena Wayne, who's the Huntress. Then they have a different Huntress in a different universe, Helena Bertinelli. DC's always done this. Like the notion that there is one version of something has only ever come from the movies. Yeah. Uh, we don't need to do Robert that. Robert Pattinson is kind of pissed off, understandably, because every other movie Batman has to have their version, mm-hmm. the one Batman to tell their thing. And then when they're done, some other story takes place. So there's a, there's a lot of chaos happening right now. Yeah. My money's on HBO. Yeah. I I think I think that's the smart bet mm-hmm. of what's going to emerge going forward. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, as the cinema landscape changes inevitably based on where we've been the last year. I, I don't think I don't think we're going to be making like 300 million dollar movies anymore. You know, when you can do miniseries. I don't I don't know if if we discussed this on the show. So LTLs, I mean, forgive me if this is, if this is a repeat, but I know we've talked about it off mic. Like I I've, I've been enjoying like getting some Marvel stuff as like an ongoing series, like a high quality 40 minute episode a week to tell a story as opposed to going to a theater every two, three months to get the next installment. Like, if DC I wants to do prefer... that with HBO Max, I'm all in. I'm in. I, I, yep. I, I, that's becoming my preferred method of storytelling right now. I agree, and I think I think we have talked about this on the show. I love going to movies. I love cinema. I grew up a movie hound. 
I love the experience of going to like the late show. Mm. I don't know that I'm ever going to go to a movie theater again. Yeah. It's going to have to be something big. Yeah. And I'll also say I've never been less excited for a Batman movie coming oh, out. Yeah, same here. Yeah. And, I could care. And we just had the, you know, we just had the big announcement for like Marvel, like phase four, and they showed all the dates like rapid fire. Right. And I was, I honestly, I felt like, oh, Do you God. Have heart palpitations. I was like, no, not again. I didn't even realize. I was like, oh, this last year's been so nice that I haven't had to go see yeah. everything and that the things I've wanted to see have been piped into my house. Right. Now I just need a food hose. Strong so I agree. never have to leave. Strong agree. Um, Strong agree. So I don't know. We'll see if they kind of get with the times. I mean, streaming, love it or hate it, streaming's here, to, here stay. to stay. And. Yeah. I think both of us have vocalized our frustrations with streaming, but also yeah. there are some benefits to it too. Just like the differences between theatrical and Snyder Cut. Strong agree sketch. That's a nice little button. See how I just wrapped it all up for it. Like I just brought it right back. Carrying the episode is usually sketch. It's 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 my honor, my privilege, and my curse. <laughs> All right, I guess that brings us to... I don't not like you. It's fair. But yeah, you're right. That brings us to... Shades of Sketch Recommendations! Sketch, you get a recommendation? Yeah, I'm going to recommend uh, something I am really getting into, like, really way more than I thought I was going to. I'm watching the new DuckTales on uh disney plus nice uh this is the one that uh david Tennant plays or does the voice of of scrooge mcduck and i i you know literally i started watching it because uh you know doodle pointed to it on the on the menu and we're like okay let's watch it and i put it on and i watched it and i was like oh holy shit this show is made for like him and for me yeah it's totally made um for uh, anyone who kind of grew up with the those like after school Disney shows, like the original DuckTales and Tailspin and Darkwing Duck Darkwing and all Duck. these things. And um the show is doing a great job of honoring those things without making it um necessary that you had experienced them. But if you right. if you did you kind of get a, a whole other level of some, some things. Yeah. And um, it's also kind of following the formula of like a Gravity Falls-esque show where there is a larger overarching story going on, although you can watch it episodically because there are like one-off zany adventures, but there is a larger mystery afoot that our characters are solving. Um, The voice cast is amazing. Phenomenal. Uh, It's it's like a who's who uh, of of voice actors in this thing. Um, You're getting old characters coming back that, uh, you know, you haven't seen since the 90s. You are getting fresh takes on classic characters who you've you've come to to love. Like, I am a, a big fan of Donald Duck. I, I Donald Duck is my Disney character of choice. Okay. Um and Goofy is mine. I know and I I think that's so strange because out of the two know, of us right? I'm the Goofy and yeah, you're the I'm Donald. definitely the Donald Duck. Um yeah. so I guess that's why we work. 
but I guess the way they do Donald in this is it's fantastic. Amazing. It's my favorite Donald. It's brilliant. It's it's, it's brilliant. like everyone has their Batman. This is my yep. Donald Duck. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm two seasons in. Um, the the Darkwing Duck episode is fucking. The Darkwing brilliant. Duck episode is great, no matter who you are. If you right. if you like yeah, yeah. if you grew up with original Darkwing Duck, watch the episode. If you're new to DuckTales, this is your, watch the episode. Watch if, the episode. If you're tired of Hollywood reboots of the same superhero movies all the time, watch, watch the, the episode. episode. It's It just hits on so many levels. Um, I can't say enough good things. I'm really, I think it's only three seasons. I think they just wrapped it up. It is. So. But I, I think I shared on a midstream, yes. they're continuing the, the story and universe yeah. with all the voice actors as a podcast. Yeah. Which, I'll, um, which I'll eat up. This, this duckburg life and i'll i'll it's a play on this american life i will eat it up because i'm loving yeah. this world uh i'm i'm loving these characters i'm loving the 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 talent behind it and uh i i can't say enough good things and, and the opening Fantastic. theme the opening theme is like masterclass in opening money. themes yeah uh so ducktales on disney plus the new ducktales opening themes are really lacking in television today yeah but not DuckTales. Not DuckTales. DuckTales delivers. Yeah. Yeah. Strong agree. Great rec sketch. Thank you. Do you have a recommendation? I do. I am going to recommend a YouTube channel mm. called 3D Bot Maker. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I agree. 3D Bot Maker. I, I shared this with you sketch during the fever induced uh, dreams yep. of my second COVID shot. Yep. I had all the side effects. Yep and uh we should know about that worth it worth it oh yeah 100 percent worth, worth it. it do it again all the side effects again 100 percent worth it i was gonna say worth it for the 5g alone yeah yeah the reception's great yeah. uh 3d bot maker which is a 164th die cast racing leak what so hot wheels yeah matchbox cars you know hot wheels and they have created Three different large-scale tracks where they race either head-to-head one-off street races on a magnetized track. And, and I mean, the depth they go into with the careers and backstories of the racers. Yeah. The names of the car, the names of the correct characters. I am heavily invested in the careers of Crazy Jimmy and Crazy James. Oh, some would Crazy say- Brothers frightfully invested yes yeah i mean i i um whenever they show back up shake and bake shake and bake baby shake and bake uh i'm all in i really like the rally cross championship that they do because they have an actual dirt track Mm -hmm. component of the race which culminates in the big air challenge um let's see how far the car can jump oh is that the one you sent me yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one I watched. Yep. It's impressive. It is like how far they launched those cars just with the momentum off the track. Well, and it, it, I'll say the most impressive thing for me about this whole thing is the the seriousness and the authenticity of the announcements. The, yeah. Three um, D bot maker and two D. Yep. And they are fantastic. Yep. Um, we we you know, th- there's real jeopardy. Racers have died. Yeah. Race in peace, McLeod. Um. It's just, I mean, if you ever had Matchbox, Hot Wheels, cars, 
it is it is fantastic. The the model scale diorama that has that they have built is just impressive. Yeah. Um think like the most detailed tr- model train set you've ever seen. This this is the most detailed die cast racing extravaganza you've ever seen. I'm all in. I can't say enough good things about it. Uh new episodes come out weekly. Um they have different tournaments, King of the Mountain, um the Rally Cross. Um uh, they do one-offs famous car challenge in which uh James Bond went head to head with Doc Brown. Ooh. I won't tell you who wins. Oh no, yeah, uh, Adam West Batman is involved. Um they do van racing. It's it's just you can't say enough creativity. good things. I can't say enough good things about it. I'm all in. I love it. I look forward to it every week. And uh, yeah. We all need that thing right now. Thank you. Thank you, 3D Bot Maker, for all of the consistent content in a, a year that was, for a lot of it, lacking content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they've been doing this since 2018. So there's a lot of back content that that you have to get through. There you go. And just watching the progression of of their track is uh is really impressive to see how it's grown and changed and become more detailed over the years that's awesome 3d bot maker kind of like our episode art oh, oh yeah oh self-plug yeah, it was this is a good one sketch yeah this is a good one. i'm pleased i'm tickled if you will this is a, this one's this one is shirt quality this one is put it over the mantle yeah this is a good one speaking of the mantle shades is there anything that you would like to take specifically from hashtag oh, Snyder Cut? Because from, specifically from the we've Snyder already taken Cut. things oh, from man. theatrical. I feel like we can't double dip. What did I take from theatrical? I think I took. I think I took the grappling gun. Hmm, makes sense. Theatrical. I don't remember. I don't remember. I didn't get that far into my realism. What tell, am I going to take from theatrical? I'll tell you what from, I'm going to uh, take from, from Snyder okay. Cut. Okay, what are you going to take? I am going to take. This severed head with glowing <laughs> eyes because that's gonna look bad ass. Oh man, um, that is could you imagine that on the mantle? Above the man- like, just like oh. all the stuff we have, and then just Steppenwolf severed. When I get up to use the Goko bathroom in the middle of the night, that is gonna be terrifying, but it's a safety feature because it's, it's night lighting because those eyes yeah. are just glowing, sure. Like haunting. Sure, that's what it is, yeah. it's a safety feature. Yep. Uh, sketch. I am gonna take. Tough one. You know, while you're thinking about it, you know what else was haunting when they were wheeling what? Superman's corpse through the ship and all the oh, all the yeah. were coming out because it was registering him. Yeah, that was haunting. That was. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the Nightcrawler. Oh, what's, another vehicle. What's left another of it? Vehicle for the garage. Yeah, you can never have too many. The... Jesus, he is big. <laughs> no, Jesus, he is tall. <laughs> I, that might be my favorite scene from the uh, good uh, from theatrical, and it all one. takes place right there on the nightcrawler, so yeah. I can recreate it anytime. We can we can reenact. We can tunnel into the subway underneath yeah. underneath uh, the harbor and Go reenact it anytime. Excellent. A strong choice. Thank you. I still am happy I got the head, though. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I am still appropriately haunted by it. Yeah. As as you should. 
well, deliciously dark. It is deliciously dark. Longtime listeners, this is our, our season two finale. Whoa, what an episode to go I out know, on. I know, right? Uh, we left it all on the cutting room floor. Yep. Yep. So we're, Hashtag release the sketch cut. Release the sketch cut. Zach, come back, make it happen. Uh, so we are, we're going to be, we're going to go away for a little bit. We're going to release some previously unheard content in our absence. We'll do some, uh, re-releases. We might do some midstreams here and there. And, uh, then we'll be back. Then we'll, then we'll come back in earnest with season three. Season three. And, uh, and, uh we may even oh, get to be... unseal the Goko. Yeah, that would be just the bee's I knees. Would. I agree, I think Sketch. Could, I think we could all use that. I agree. The Snyder Cut has given us all hope <laughs> that anything is possible. Anything's possible. These days. All right, longtime listeners, with that, we will. Guys, we'll see, see you, you next, next time. time. If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting Geeking Out, visit us at our website, shows.acast.com slash geekingout. You can email the show at gowithshadesandsketch at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking Out is a production of Tree Cave Creative, LLC. All rights reserved, 2021. Yeah.